Well, um, it's early. We're early. Uh, but uh, that's what happens when, you know, you're having fun. You want to just get on the air as soon as possible. And Director Jordan was like, you know what? Let's let's just go. Why not? Let's just start early. So we said, let's roll with it. Roll with the punches. So we're not perfectly ready yet, but we're getting there. Uh, so are we ever perfectly ready, though? Never. Like, let's be Literally honest. Never. Are, we, are we ever? <laughs> we usually get we usually get here like two-ish hours before the show, yeah. maybe a little bit more some days. And usually with like five minutes left, we're like, oh, wait, are we ready? <laughs> usually it's a, usually no is the answer. We, but we, we're here. We do it live, as they say. Yeah, we do it live. And That's I right. think it's better that way. It's authentic. It's authentic. You're getting our Not authentic Not like the NHL selves. these days. Ooh, we'll get into that. You said that. We will get into that. Um, but anyways, Adam Schultz is checking in. He likes the early start. Ben Wilhelm's checking in. Clark, can you tell Mad Max that Marner is back? Yes, uh, Max Marner is back. He scored one goal, Benjamin. He, he got an paid assist. $10.9 million. Yep. Oh, sweet. He's got Two an points. assist. Awesome. Great. Might be Good three job. points, actually. Two, three points? So Maybe. is he at 11 for look. the year to match his salary? Uh, he's No, he's at no, like four. No, no, exactly. Four so he, he's had a good game, Benny. Benny? He's yeah. had a good game. I agree with you, Miss though, you ben. ben. I'm on Team Ben. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. You, you Leaf fans are all... What's what's that saying? You Birds of a feather flock together or flock something? Flock together. Sometimes yeah, you don't flock at like all. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> Kevin <laughs> provocative. You like that? He does have three points tonight, says Ben. Uh, Kevin Vosberg's checking in, says, Hey, Clark, Max is here, too. Um, Tough, hey? <laughs> yeah, sorry, Max. This is what it is. He's here. It's fine. Sometimes he blends into the fridge, maybe. I don't know. Exactly. Um, in the background. You but anyway, like to drink stuff a lot? or what? I, Who knows? You're taking a hiatus. I am. Um, we'll get into that later. Uh, Blair Stepp is checking in. Blair says, good evening, gents. Thank you, Blair. Uh, make sure if you're watching on Facebook, if you're watching on YouTube, I, I will put the YouTube link in the Facebook chat. We want you all to head over to YouTube and check it out over there. Hit subscribe over there. We're like inching, inching our way closer to 100 subscribers. We need that number. Uh, Colton Jones is watching on YouTube. He says, yo, what's up, man? It's that Browns fan from the TikTok stream earlier. Shout out to that guy. Donated some money on my TikTok live earlier. Huge supporter. Love that guy. That Browns fan, Colton Jones. Thanks for coming in and hanging out with us tonight, Colton. Uh, since we're in early, I just want to talk to everybody because we've got time before we're supposed to actually start. Okay, we always say that, though, and then, and then we run out of time. And then we're late, yeah. Right on time. Yeah, absolutely. As but per usual. What I was going to say is if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, uh, make sure you comment in throughout the night. Send us anything. Ask us anything. As we always put Hulk up on the screen here. How's his shirt update going? Not going. It's not. <laughs> and apparently he doesn't even want to show his face tonight. He's so embarrassed by his shirt. Um, but Hulk Hogan, ask us anything. Yeah, it doesn't exist tonight. <laughs> There he is. <laughs> Anyways, we're having fun. Uh, Hulk Hogan, uh, ask us anything. So comment in. We, your comments literally make this show better. If you comment on Facebook, YouTube, uh, send us comments, send us questions, ask us about stuff you want to know about, or if we're talking about something and you want to, if we're not mentioning a part of the conversation, ask away. Fire Ooh, in the questions. I have a comment. Yes, Why sir. didn't you craft me one of those really nice looking poppies? Yes. So How's that is... work? So I'm running around the Northgate Mall yeah. before coming to the show today because Clark says he needs a poppy. Well, no, I didn't say I no need a poppy. Way. I said you should get a poppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. interesting. Anyway, so I'm looking around the Northgate Mall in good old Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada, because Clark says, you know what, Max? We really need poppies for tonight. You know what? We should Clark, wear poppies. Clark, I, I could not agree more. Yeah, we really should be wearing poppies, and in the absence of mine, I will ensure that I wear two next two. week. Good. Um, but however, like I said, it was not uh, relayed to me the update that Clark had already gotten himself I'm, figured out I'm set. and didn't worry about his co-host. It sounds like an Austin Matthews so play right there, not to worry about his line mate, but you know, is what it is. That's fine. Guy That's scores fine. a couple we'll, we'll goals. from there. Helps out your fantasy team, and you're just bashing them already? Like... Jeez, that's harsh. But anyways, I, I, I said I, I got no problem with Austin. I'm just saying I pick great. up his line mate from time to time. You know, Sheridan Davis checking in. Got to hit the co-ops. The co-ops. 
Where was that tidbit two hours ago, man? Our show wasn't live two hours ago. You were on TikTok, though. I was on TikTok. Sheridan, you should have told him. Um, but anyways, this, if you're interested uh, and you're in the Regina area, my wife sells these at her store. Uh, well, that's good books. to know. I'll gladly go there and it's support a, her store. It's then. a local artist that does these. Nice. In Regina. It's in, very nice. In the area. It's very well It's done. a nice beaded poppy great quality mm-hmm. you know sometimes poppies like fall yeah. out this has a nice pin on the back it absolutely that's a, that's there. a year-long wearable one oh, yeah. for sure it's a good one and uh, all the proceeds go to charitable causes so i'll be sure to stop by uh if you are in the area and you want to support my wife's store but also this local artist and on top of that the charities that it supports hit them up the 13th name of that avenue. business a warehouse books a warehouse Books. You gave the location. You didn't give the title. 13th Avenue. Well, I, say, I said <laughs> it earlier, but it was Avenue. in the middle of a bunch of stuff. Uh, Sheridan says, you should have asked then for FFS. I almost said the thing with kid FFS. Show, kid show. For. Kid show, Sheridan. Woo. Family friendly. <laughs> uh, welcome in, everybody. We're still kind of getting kicked off because, again, our director said, hey, why don't we start five minutes early today? And we said, sure. Uh, testing us. Testing yeah, us as, test. as a tandem. And I think as we're doing duo. okay. Obviously, we're scrambling, saying hi to everybody. Um, like like Justin Wildy. Fields out of the pocket. We're just scrambling. Hot and cold, just like Katy Perry. Um, he actually had a really nice touchdown this weekend when he was doing said scrambling. Yeah. It was amazing. I don't Future know if you star. It. You were probably watching Leaf Highlights from 1967 or, less, or yeah. something, but yeah. that's okay. Good, the good times. Um, <laughs> Robin Wildey said, got to duck out in about 15 minutes. You got to plan this SO Cup. Oh, he's got to plan this SO Cup U18 Female National Championship Ooh, from Prince Albert right this on. April. Robin, shout out to you. Go do the good work, my man. Absolutely. Uh, looking forward to that. Maybe we'll get out there. That'd be fun in April. Birthday present for, for old producer Clark. Let's do it. Go check out some uh, under-18 female national championships. Is it your birthday every month? Well, of course. When you turn 30, you, you got to get, get a reason to get up in the morning. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> it's my birthday every yeah, day. Every day. Um, it's like, you know how everyone has like a birthday week or like a birthday month or whatever? Clark's it's birthday, birthday year, year. Just all the time. Birthday. Just live your life like you're having a birthday, and it's That's a right. better there life, you, you know? Easy to get out of bed those mornings, every morning. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so, I don't know. Should we get into the actual topics? Yeah, I Oh, mean, it's 4 nothing for the Maple Loofs. Uh, got, got to take these updates when you can, because it's the other way. William Nylander scored a goal. Love it. Love it. Just need Johnny T to hop in there with some production, then you got all four of those guys. Well, yeah, he scored, he scored a couple last game. He was looking really good last game, so... Yeah, well. um, but hey, if if we can if we can finally win a game, as I'm talking as a Leafs fan, if the <laughs> Leafs can finally win a game, convincingly when they should win a game convincingly. I will be a happy gentleman and sleep well at night because you know they should have they should have beat the Penguins. They got stomped. They should have beat the Sharks. They got stomped. So they should have took care of the Hawks in regulation. That they too. should be roasting the Golden Knights without Pacioretty and Stone. And so. if we wanted to go to the just just hit me right in the heartstrings, they should have beat the goddamn Montreal Canadiens. They, re- they really should have. They so, really uh, uh, sorry, everybody. I didn't As the title of the uh, pre-intro song says, you did it to yourself. I did it to myself. It's true. <laughs> good good reference. Uh, Colton Jones checking in on YouTube. He says, first question of the day, what do you guys think about Patty Kane? Is he close to the end of his prime? We can talk about that. We what can do you think? Definitely talk about uh, that. Just straight up on the ice, Patty Kane is he is he getting near the end of his day? Oh, well, I don't know. He had a four point night the other night, right? He I did. mean, it's it's Patrick. This is the hardest thing with Patty Kane because obviously you take the non hockey stuff that we'll get into a little later in the show, and then you account for the fact that he's traditionally not a prime age player, but he's Patty Kane. He's as far as what he's done on the ice, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He's I, well yeah. zero, zero on the ice on the ice. That's he's had I'm some off ice issues, and then obviously yes. he's being not uh, not. 
not charged or anything like that, but he's being implicated. He's had, he's had some off-ice things that uh, are going to follow him as yeah. much like his captain, Johnny Taves. But he's, Yeah, they're being implicated, I'll yes. say, in this recent Kyle Beach well, stuff. Well, and then and you had the taxi cab driver incident that back was, in the day yeah. as well, too. I mean, like we said, on the ice, he's, he's a bona fide Hall of Famer. Um, but when it comes to the production side of things, I mean, I can't really say he's out of his prime no. until he's producing only 60 70 he's, points a year what is so. he like 33 now 34 33, 34 yeah exactly i would say he's still got a good three four years of like really solid don't have to worry about this guy on mm-hmm. the top line production type For stuff sure. um but yeah he's the, he's the type of guy he's got so much skill and his hands are so good and he's got a, such a good shot and he can play he's a playmaker at the mm-hmm. same time He'll, he can play for a long, long time and be just fine. So he's, he's And that's about all the good that we're going to say about the Chicago Blackhawks this evening. Yes, so, and do you want to dive right in? Not particularly, in? but I mean, I mean like, we have to. We, have we to. don't necessarily want to, of yeah. course, um, but it's one of those things. It's, it's the talk of the town right now. Uh, and when I say the town, I mean the entire NHL world. Uh, so let's let's go ahead. Um, this is going to be one of those topics. Again, we we don't love talking about this stuff, but when it takes over like it has, we kind of have to. Gary mm-hmm. Bettman came out this week with a statement. For I guess let's back up a little bit, Max. We talked about this before the show. A lot has happened since last week's Squadcast yeah. uh, episode. Um, if you recall, last week at this time during our show, we were talking about the Blackhawks getting fined. Um, the statement from Kyle Beach hadn't come out yet. Joel Quenville hadn't been let go yet. Uh, Shevel Dayoff hadn't been pressured yet, and we'll get Kyle to that Kyle Beach's in interview hadn't come out yet. That's what I mean. As I said, yeah, the Rick Westhead interview mm-hmm. with Kyle Beach hadn't come out. That was the next day. Um, and a lot of the Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves talk, um, all of that has happened since. So um, Joel Quenville getting uh, released, I guess, or resigning from the Florida Panthers. Uh, he was obviously the head coach at the time. He was more of a figurehead than what turned out to be what they told said Kevin Shovel Dayoff was at the time. It was the two that were kind of in the conversation for should they be let go from their current jobs. Um, but it was deemed by who? I don't know. Somebody Ownership. deemed. No, but some, somebody deemed, for, sorry, Kevin Shovel Dayoff. It was deemed that he wasn't as uh, heavily involved or as high right, up in the food chef. chain okay. uh, as other guys, whereas He Quenville, wasn't a part of the senior management group. Right, for Shovel Dayoff, whereas right. Quenville... You know, he should have been in a position of, you know, making decisions and stuff like that. And he essentially, from what we kind of heard, took himself out of it and said, I don't want to deal with it. I'm trying to win a Stanley Cup. You guys handle it, more or less. Uh, This is the Jets. You guys can save the Jets for next. Uh, We're going to talk about a few other things first. But in terms of Joel Quenville, the conversation was, should he have even been allowed to coach the game that he was in uh, and was resigning the right move? So I'll let you, Max. I see you're shaking your head. Should the he have been the fact that he coach? was allowed behind the bench last Wednesday night against the Boston Bruins for the Florida Panthers is an absolute joke. Um, the NHL has fumbled this from the word go, uh, even dating back to 2010. With everything that we've read, everything that we've seen, there, there's no pulling punches. This is a very bad look for the National Hockey League. Uh, you and I are both diehard fans of this league, as are millions of other people. This is a very, very bad time for the National Hockey League right now. And Joel Quenville, you know what? He deserved to lose his job. He shouldn't have been... In, I guess, resorted to resigning. He should have just been told, no, you're not coaching anymore. This is absolutely ridiculous. How he was allowed behind the bench with everything that they knew. Because the report was given to the National Hockey League on Monday. Obviously, it came out to the public on Tuesday. They couldn't have put him on some sort of administrative leave. Some sort of, of, you know what, Joel, like, Maybe this is probably not the best time for you to be, you know, doing your job right now. Oh, the Florida Panthers are off to a 7-0 start. Well, you know what? That's why we're in this mess is because 
the NHL has said through all of this, this is my blanket statement for all of it right now. The NHL has put the big 35-pound silver cup on a pedestal that is apparently worth more than what happens to the humans that chase it. Yeah. And it's a problem. Um, winning so, the game has become, uh, in the culture of the sport, more mm-hmm. important than winning a game has become mm-hmm. more, even the uh, Stanley Cup, of course, but in the, in the terms of the Wednesday night game where Quenville coached, winning that game was more important than maybe just taking a step back for a day. And it would have been so easy to do. All it is is a phone call no from problem. Gary Bettman or Bill Daly saying, you know what, guys, pull him from the bench. He's on a bin leave. That's it. And That's all it had to be done. That wouldn't have made it better. It would have. Ma- sorry, it wouldn't have made it. It wouldn't have fixed it. Would have made it better. Oh, exactly. At, at the For end the of the time day, being. at the end of the day, the NHL has made every wrong move that you could make on the yeah. chessboard from the word go. And yeah. this is where again we're, we're going to talk about it a little bit later with Julian McKenzie. And and it's unfortunate. Again, we don't like talking about these things, but it's it's about time. It's about time that you know what the NHL has to wear a little salt in their own self-inflicted wounds here. And Joel Quenville should not have been behind the bench. And you know what? He, he should not be coaching for a very, very long time at any level, let alone the pros, amateur, whatever it may be. He was complicit in this cover-up. Um, and at the end of the day, I, I hate to paint such a wide brush because, yes, he made a very, very egregious error in his judgment in not bringing this forward. However, he's, he's done a lot of good things, as it were. But at the end of the day, this was a ridiculously bad lack of judgment on his part and he is receiving the consequences that he deserves for it so moving on but not quite uh then we get to um i mean the timeline it's been a crazy week in terms Mm -hmm. of all this news but just you know the last 48 hours gary bettman comes out with a statement on behalf of the nhl uh i think on behalf of a lot of people and it was more of a more or less a press conference but there was a statement involved as well there's gary um i guess the question i have for this is is did we get enough out of this statement from the figurehead the literal the actual to- top of the totem pole for the NHL in terms of decision making and everything Gary Bettman came out and you know I I'm, I put the word he lawyer spoke his way out of it um, a lot of vague comments a lot of not fully answering questions that were asked of him a lot of you know not non empathy there's no or sympathy I guess whatever. I'm terrible both. with it. He lacked both. both. Uh, and, but my question to you, Max, and I said this before the show to you, is what have we seen from Gary Bettman in his 20-plus years of being a commissioner of this league that led you to th- expect anything else than this? He's, uh, he is a lawyer by trade. He has shown time after time that he puts the business first. He puts his owners first. Uh, and when it comes to defending things and talking things down, he does it every time. So why was a lot of, there was a lot of people expecting this big, you know, heartfelt human story, human interest story out of Gary Bettman. He's not that guy. Um, So I don't know. uh, I don't know what I was expecting, but Max, I don't know. Did like there was just even freezing Rick Westhead out of questions. Like Mm -hmm. it was 49 questions before they allowed Rick Westhead to ask a question. And the guy was that he was spearheading this whole investigation more or less him and katie strang shout out to katie strang as well she deserves a lot of um kudos for what she did in this but alan walsh came out today agent uh superstar agent he's one of the longest serving you know he has a lot of big name clients he came out and said from what he's hearing now again alan walsh if you remember he's the stabbing the sword through mark andre Fleury's back a couple years ago or not even a couple years ago um he likes to stir things up so keep that in mind, I guess. But at the same time, he said from what he's hearing, there's a few owners uh, that are re- getting restless with Gary's leadership abilities. 
Um, so, I mean, he straight up said fire, fire Batman in a tweet today, Alan Walsh. Mm -hmm. So I guess with that, all that information I just threw at you, Max, uh, Gary Bettman, did we get enough as NHL hockey fans out of the Gary Bettman statement. I, and I really like what you said at the end of the day, what else were we expecting, right? It's a lot of lawyer speak from a lawyer. However, the lack of empathy yeah. and the very, very poor justification of explaining what the punishment was for the Chicago Blackhawks, um, it all just sits very sourly with myself. At the end of the day, like you said, he answers to 32 owners now, 32 ownership groups, however you wanted to define it, um, and they sign off on his paychecks. Mm -hmm. And when you have that kind of tie-in of who's making the decisions, who's handing out the discipline, it's easy to see where the lines get blurred here. Um, the statement itself, like you said, it is what it is. It's kind of par for the course for Gary Bettman. Um, and, and again, right, it's, this is just, we can say it till we're blue in the face. The NHL has made every wrong move that they could possibly make from a public relations standpoint, from a empathy standpoint, from even the Akimalu situation that right. was brought up throughout the interview. They flat out lied about it. So I don't know what credibility they have left as a league. And like I said, it's it's tough to be a hockey fan this week. And again, th this is where we still haven't really acknowledged it quite yet. The courageousness of Kyle Beach to come out yes. um, in this time. That That's what's important here. Not about how we feel as hockey fans or this or that or anything else. But And on, can I add mm -hmm. to the, that statement? Mm -hmm. um, I won't name this person, but there was a person who uh, was voicing his defense of Jonathan Taves and Joel Quenville's, you know, personalities and whatever. And you know, some people were getting mad at him, and he came and asked me, you know, you know, what am I doing wrong? I, I, I really think Jonathan Taves is a good person and all this stuff. And I said to the guy, I says, sorry, uh, <laughs> but I said, you know what? Now is not the time to defend. Now is the time to support Kyle Beach. And I feel like there's a few people that are, are missing that, uh, especially at the moment. I mean, we're a week in now, so there's a lot of other things that have developed. Uh, since the statement and the video of the interview came out with Kyle Beach and Rick Westhead. But it was a, it's time for support. It's not time to defend those who are getting talked about that mm -hmm. aren't Kyle Beach. Uh, there will be time for that down the road if it happens. But right now, let's just work on focusing on Kyle Beach and others who have been in situations similar. Mm -hmm. And let's fix this problem and fix this culture and fix all the things that need to be fixed. And then we can move on to the next step of figuring out who's to blame and who's all that stuff on the peripheral, on the fringe. For sure. You know, and, and, uh, uh, and I think it's a deep, yeah. con it's a deep context, mm -hmm. but I think at the time, I think there was a few people just missing the point. Mm -hmm. Let's support Kyle beach right now. And those involved on his side, we'll figure out the rest later. Absolutely. And Katie strange, as you alluded to earlier, she nailed it right. Hockey right now is the distraction. Yeah. Um, not all this other stuff. And that's how kind of it's being, painted across the league and the fandom and whatever else but when it when it comes to it as well again to paraphrase and borrow from mark chipman whose statement came out today alongside his yeah, general manager kevin shovel day off um there's some systemic problems right now in the nhl and they're going to require some systemic solutions mm -hmm. and for mark chipman to say that, that that may have been the the best statement that has come from all of this now if action is going to be taken that's going to be the next step right words are nice and they make for fancy looking graphics and all that good stuff yeah. but is the action going to take place to see these changes through in the national hockey league and we again sports fans there's skeletons in every league's closet we all know that right but 
this is really, really painting the league. And, and again, it, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter how the, the shield is represented at this point. It's how do we create meaningful change yeah. for people that have been victims of abuse and assault? And at the end of the day, I think talking about it is, again, it's a good thing. But at the same time, the action now needs to take place from everybody, yep. whether you're a fan of the game, whether you're a part of the National Hockey League, going all the way up and down, major, junior, whatever it is, there needs to be actions taken. And if you see or hear or feel a situation is coming that needs to be discussed, it's clearly the message here is you need to step up and say something. And there was one thing, and you kind of mentioned the junior hockey aspect, there was one thing that if I were to be extra critical of the Gary Bettman statement, um, I know that the statement from Kevin Chevalier up that was actually Kevin's uh, original statement before the meeting with Gary Bettman. So that wasn't from today, um, that statement that was on the screen. But if there was one thing that I could be extra critical of, it was when somebody asked him if, if uh, Sheldon Kennedy's situation, you know, related to this at all, or if you've reached out to help for hit to him for help in this situation, and he like cut the guy off. And he said Sheldon's Sheldon Kennedy's situation was a, in a different league. It wasn't our league. Not almost almost said wasn't our problem, and like that's just a that's lack. That's the core of the problem. Read the room, Gary. Yeah. Uh, it's the core of where this situation began. It was a lot of guys with power in their organization saying nope not a problem we're chasing something better and bigger right now like yeah. come on this was just again um janelle bad. barkman just shout out janelle she says hi my boys uh sheridan davis quick update um three nothing on a jorge soler home run three nothing for the braves uh quick update there um in terms of the winnipeg Jets statement i mean again the one we showed on the screen was actually from about a week and a bit ago from Kevin Chevaldeoff, uh, the statement that came out today and their press conference today was they, their tone seemed to me what the NHL's tone should have been. Mm -hmm. There was very, we're sorry that this happened. Uh, I wish I would have done more, Kevin Chevaldeoff said. Uh, I wish I would have been in a better position to do more at the time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, he basically said, I can't do anything now to change it or make it better now, but I have learned a lot from this and I'm going to make it better for the future. And that was what you just said, Max, with what are the actions now? Let's do that now. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to segue out of something bad into something that's also bad. Um, but I guess let's just go for it. Henry Ruggs, uh, this is a o uh, Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders uh, receiver. Uh, rookie still, or is he second, second year? year. Um, Max, you kind of some, I'm going to let you talk about this because I think you know more about this than I do. I know the situation is he... Like this is, I haven't seen this picture. This is, that's insane. Mm -hmm. um, he rear-ended somebody uh, massively under the influence and it got pretty bad, obviously, by that picture. Um, he was driving a, I think it was Corvette. a Corvette and she, the person was driving a, I think that's the Toyota RAV4. RAV4. I think that's the RAV4, if you can even tell. Um, but Max, uh, you related this to the Danny Heatley situation back in the day, which was awful in its own right. Can you tell me about the situation with Henry Ruggs? Yeah, and, and again, right, not not in any sort of levity or context of a joking manner of the Danny Heatley situation, no, but it does very... it does very much alarmingly resemble it. Um, man, just a very very sad situation. Again, forget the NFL football player and all this. Somebody has lost a family member as a result of stupidity. Yeah. Today, um, and again, it just man. 
This is, this is a really heavy, heavy start of the show yeah, with seriously. all the things that we're talking about. But when it comes to Henry Ruggs, at the end of the day, this is, again, where football doesn't matter. Just because he's wearing a uniform, again, it doesn't matter. This is, a, this is another person that made a very, very egregious error, one that's a senseless error, one that just makes zero sense from the word go. Um, impaired driving is something that, at the end of the day, especially with all the resources at any time of day that are available to get you and your family home safely, this this was senseless, and this this family now is impacted for the rest of their lives. Henry Ruggs's life is now impacted because of a senseless and really un unthoughtful decision of his own, um, and it's going to cost him his career, and it should. Mm-hmm. So, um, prayers out to the family who uh, who lost someone today because of somebody else's senseless actions. This is still a developing story, but this is at least my commentary on it from what we know right now. Um, 3.39 this morning is when it passed. The The Raiders were on their bye week, and I can only assume Ruggs was probably still uh, not in a great state, probably heading into practice today, or should have been heading into practice today uh, to, to prepare for the Raiders' Week 9 matchup. But again, football doesn't matter at this point. This is just, again, a, a very, very sad story that continues to, to just really bookend a very rough week across sports that we love. Yeah, um, seriously. Yeah. Um, and I think I think we'll leave it at that, more or less, but we'll keep an eye on it and maybe develop or tell you what has developed into next week because uh, this isn't going to be – this isn't over. No. This is a developing story too. Uh, so what's that being said, now we can maybe segue into some less dark stuff. And uh, it's hard to do that from that. Mm-hmm. So let's just go segue. Okay. Uh, NFL trade deadline <laughs> recap. This actually is happy. This <laughs> yeah. is a very happy Whew. time for myself personally. Um, the couple if there, you couldn't tell. Now it wasn't. It wasn't like a frenzy. There no. wasn't a hundred trades done. There was like four. <laughs> but the ones that were made, uh, Max is pretty pumped about because the Los Angeles Rams went out and got linebacker Von Miller, eight-time Pro Bowler, I think it is, eight-time time Pro Bowler, uh, and linebacker for you know a defense that was already pretty dang good. And they went out and got even better. Clark, have, have, you, have you heard of Aaron Donald? I've heard Three of three-time Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Have you heard of Jalen Ramsey? I've heard of that guy. He's, he's too. pretty good corner. Pretty good guy. Um, have you player. heard of Leonard Floyd? Leonard Floyd, yes. Yeah, yeah have, pretty good have guy. You, have you heard about Vaughn Miller? I've heard of the guy, this too. This defensive yep. line is going to be a problem. Yep. And I don't care about the bias, whatever it is. This is a Super Bowl-winning move for the Los Angeles Rams. I'm saying it right now. Take the bias out of it. Put it into it. Whatever you want. Yeah. This is very, very exciting. Could you imagine if they scheme him next to Aaron Donald? What are offensive lines going to do? Pray or just That's like what they throw got. Aaron Donald on the outside and Von Miller on the other outside, and then you're like, "What do we? How do we? And how if do it's we? not working, then just line them up beside each other. Do it. Yeah, so do it doesn't ma- really matter. This it's, is going to be nasty. great. Uh, and one cool part about this for the Rams mm-hmm. is, you know, the first thing I saw was how the heck are the Rams going to fit this in their cap salary cap? Uh, the Broncos retained the Broncos retained ninety eight percent or something of the rest nine of, million his of his salary. Nine point seven million dollar salary. No, nope. so, Les Need says, "Yeah, take our." second rounder yeah. take our third rounder we don't know what those prospects are going to do for us yeah. we know what von miller's going to do for well, us they're going to be like the 50th and 90th pick in the draft so yeah. like who cares <laughs> you're going to exactly. go make a playoff run go get it done 100 percent uh so that's a big one another big one ish in terms of name value was melvin ingram going from the pittsburgh steelers to the kansas city chiefs another defense that have been has been really struggling this year uh and again you said it kind of jokingly but also seriously you know melvin ingram the linebacker isn't 
isn't the same player he used to be. But for the Chiefs, uh, struggling as bad as they have, I think in, in you know, in what am I trying to say? Injecting a linebacker like that into the roster can't hurt at this point. Uh, he's at least... If you watched him on Monday Night Football last night, the Chiefs are broken. They came out with a W, but yeah. this isn't, this isn't uh, your... This isn't your grandpa's Chiefs. Well, this this isn't your last year's Chiefs, (laughs) the world beaters that were uh, going to their second straight Super Bowl appearance. So, yeah, yeah, man, Tom Brady, he ruins dynasties. That's just what he does. Totally. Um, Let's, we're going to save a bunch of the rest of our talk for later because we have a special guest right here in the studio. Uh, So I'm going to hop out. Max, you're going to take over. And our friend Austin Philipchuk from Hoop Life Basketball is going to be up right after this break. However, the top of the order today was brought to you by our friends over at RBI Baseball. Are you looking for a way to improve your skills on the field, uh, in the gym, et cetera, et cetera? Well, head over to RBI Baseball and softball training here in Regina. They can hook you up with some of the best instructors, uh, some of the best on-field and off-field training programs, uh, and more. They're located just east of Regina, and they are Saskatchewan's premier baseball training facility all year round. So make sure you head out there. They're just I think they're just underway for block one in terms of they do four blocks of training in the off season. I think they just started block one. Uh, there's, I think Chris told me that there are still a couple spots available to get for different age ranges for children to get in there uh, from ages. I think it's like five all the way to 18. Uh, so there's a ton of stuff going on out there. Check them out. They just got a new website, uh, RBI baseball, I think.com. I think it's RBI baseball.com. He told me last, I f- totally forgot. I think it's RBI baseball.com uh, or check out their Facebook and Instagram. Their Instagram is fabulous. Go check that out at RBI. They rise above the rest. We're going to take a two and a half minute break. And when we come back, I'm going to be Austin Phillip Chuck. See you later. Does this look familiar? Your fans deserve an incredible arena experience. It's time for an upgrade. Stunning graphics. Revenue opportunities are just the beginning with our in-venue display systems and scoring technology. Let us help you find the best solution for your facility. BDG, always delivering the best fan experience. Here's how your business can be a part of Canada's fastest-growing sports talk show. All you have to do is contact us, and we will tell you all about the dynamic and exciting marketing opportunities we have, utilizing a fully integrated 360-degree multi-platform. Imagine your business seen and heard across Canada on Game Plus TV and around the world on the Rod Peterson Digital Network. You will use one of the most overused expressions in sports. you got to be kidding me. Get your business involved. Contact the Rod Peterson Show today. Is it time to take your event online? Bring it to IKS Live. We've got a fully customized virtual event platform with remote guest support for your next fundraiser, talk show, conference, performance, and more. IKS Live offers live streaming to Facebook Live and YouTube and pre-recorded capabilities, both in our studio with green screen available and on location with pre-production and post-production services. IKS Live, the proud producer of The Rod Peterson Show and The Recovery Hour. Visit us at ikslive.ca. Don't rack your brain trying to source the equipment and materials you need for your business. 
Rockstar can operate your entire supply chain, from PO creation to expediting your shipments, all from our office. Leverage the buying power of the Rockstar Buying Group to not only save money and time, but also the headache. From gloves to glue, we can provide it for you. Find out more at rockstar.com. Welcome back, everyone. And as Clark always likes to say that, you know, when we have featured guests come in, that the person always sitting in the other chair just happens to, you know, make the show better looking. Well, Clark, I'm going to fire that one back at you. Austin Philipchuk, back in the chair from Hoop Life, Sir. Director of Basketball Operations. Austin, how's it going? It is going good. Fantastic. It's, it's busy, but that's that's the best way it can be. Heard you were burning the midnight oil at the oh. office last night. Hey, it was always a, putting in the work. Oh, you know, yeah. Got to long days, but it's worth it. It's all worth it. A hundred percent. Well, you know what? We're going to talk about some topics tonight in the league. That's not having near as much drama going on as the national hockey league, the national football league. We got to talk about the association because obviously the season's off to a flying start. Uh, it's been fantastic as of late for the Toronto Raptors and their fans. I mean, yeah. going on a bit of a four Oh run after a one and three start. Can you just kind of talk about the wraps a little bit to open things up here? I think the biggest thing for them is just finally being back at home. It's been two seasons pretty much, and uh, they've got four guys that have played prior in Toronto. So actually having a team back in the home, uh, not having to play a full game or a full season on the road, I think has been huge for them and finally helping them get in their footing. Oh, 100%. And then, again, we were talking about it a little bit off air, and we'll get to it, I'm sure, in the corner three here. And I guess, you know what, maybe let's open that up. Guys, let's bring up that corner three graphic. We're going to maybe go a little bit out of order just for the transcendence of the uh, topics that we have once that graphic comes up. But we'll just kind of lead it in with Scotty, too haughty, yes, referencing sir. our man Scotty Barnes. Just tell me, what's, what's going on with Scotty, and why is he uh, kind of leading the charge in the corner three here? My guy, Scotty Barnes. Sorry, that's last week's corner three guys, but <laughs> uh, good stuff. Scotty, he's he's definitely got the energy. That's the biggest thing with him. And I know the Raptors were kind of looking at him as more of a project, but mm -hmm. right off the get-go, I don't think they were expecting this. For sure. Uh, I know people are comparing him to Jalen Suggs and saying Suggs was looking more NBA ready, but those people are biting their tongues right now because they were not right. Absolutely. And you know what? Masai obviously felt a lot of confidence in him, right? Drafting him number four, just behind Jalen Suggs. And they had a chance to kind of see the head-to-head -head comparison a few nights ago. And like you said, Scotty is, he certainly seems to have taken those comments about being NBA ready and maybe took him, uh, took him to heart in the offseason because he's for certainly sure. looking the part of that next great Raptor. Do you think that for the evolution of Scotty, like what, what needs to happen here for him to truly elevate to another level? Obviously, he's only six, seven games into hopefully 
hopefully a long and prosperous NBA career. But what do you see just based on the early season returns? What's the next step in his progression? I think the biggest thing is just finding what his weaknesses are. He's so good at doing the little things and being almost that Draymond where he could pass the ball, he could play defense, he could pretty much do everything. His biggest weakness right now is kind of his shooting. So he's shooting, I think, 22% from three, which everyone knew going into the NBA, going into the draft, that mm -hmm. was going to be his biggest weakness. And it's the same thing with guys like Giannis and always that kind of wing mold of just can they develop an actual jump shot? and if he gets that, I, I think it's a wrap. Oh, yeah, 100%. Good pun there, though, hey? It's a good wrap for a wrap. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, early on in his career, obviously, he's got tons of time to develop that side of his game, and it's going to be just a ton of fun to watch. Just a treat for Toronto Raptors fans. If you haven't tuned in to watch them so far, Scotty Barnes, been electric across the board. And as you said, without Pascal Siakam, too, when he returns to the lineup, this could be a team that's all of a sudden a little more accelerated in their rebuild plans after losing Kyle Lowry moving back into the corner three. Kyle Lowry, his new team, Jimmy Butler and co., the Miami Heat. Things are heating up in Miami. What can you tell they me about are. what's going on in South Beach right now? Uh, so I will say there are two big additions this offseason. Most people would think it's only one. Okay, they picked up Kyle Lowry. Uh, the the low-key pickup for them was uh, Zay Hero. Ah. People might not think about this, but Tyler Hero, since having his kid, has been going crazy. Yeah. So he's kind of back to that bubble boy, that bubble hero, uh, averaging 20 off the bench. That, that's been a huge, huge development for them. For and sure. then you throw Kyle Lowry in there. His stats might not be looking great, but everyone that's a Raptors fan knows it's not always about the stats with Kyle Lowry. 100%. He's given you every single thing on there, all the hustle, all the effort. Uh, the biggest thing is his leadership as well. So those two pickups this offseason were huge for them, and uh, I think they're back to what they can do in the bubble. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know if you followed up on this a little bit or not, but I saw the clip last week, Jimmy Butler calling Kyle out in his media, media availability saying, Kyle, my daughter, it's her birthday. I need a gift. 100K, 100K. no less. <laughs> Do you know if you actually followed up on that, followed through with that? What, what was the... I, I the, don't, but... I mean, Kyle's a good guy. If it wasn't 100K, I'm sure it was close. Well, 35 million bucks a year he was making in Toronto, so I'm sure he could probably afford it for his new uh, new running mate's daughter. So anyways, I just thought that was a hilarious story. And again, it'd be uh, funny to see if anything came from it. But to wrap up the corner three tonight, Austin, no free throws, big problem. Now, is that just something that's going on across the association, certain teams, certain guys? What's going on at the line? Yeah, so the NBA, uh, we kind of actually addressed this last time I was here, sure. uh, how they were making changes with their, their calling system. Mm -hmm. And there's some guys that have been taking a huge hit on this. So you look at some of your superstars like Trey Young and James Harden and Damian Lillard, these guys that were putting up big points. And a lot of their points came from the free throw line. So you look at a guy like James Harden, who used to shoot like 15 free throws a game. Now he's got like four or six a game. That's going to be big on his numbers. And oh, yeah. it's going to really impact their teams as well. Absolutely. And you know what? Again, an evolution that we'll be following all year long, right? To me, it's something that, again, maybe is, seems like a bit of a microcosm in the first couple of weeks of the season. But as things progress and as things develop, that's going to be something to note come a little bit closer to playoff time. But For sure. Austin... Obviously, there's a ton going on at Hoop Life right now. You guys are just on the verge of opening a state-of-the-art facility. 
what's up at Hoop Life, and again, just kind of give everybody a little bit of insight as to where your guys' next steps in the immediate and, I guess, medium-term future are at. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, big things coming. So the first day in the new facility is November 12th. So all of the students, they've got the day off of school. It's a Friday. Uh, it's a PD day for them. So we've got a shooting clinic coming up. So it's three-hour camps. Uh, got to break those rims in. Absolutely. So getting shots up, doing a shooting clinic, that's going to be tons of fun and gives everyone a chance to, to test out the new building. Mm -hmm. uh, in addition to that, we've got the league, so we've got our practices starting up this week. So things are flying, things are moving, and it's, awesome. it's really busy right now. So much to look forward to, and I guess what would your person, again, there's so many things to be excited about, but personally, what's the most exciting thing about moving into your guys' own brand new facility? I think just being able to call it home, right? Having that consistency of knowing where we are and when we are. And uh, I appreciate Laval for having us at home there for a little bit, but uh, just being able to spread our wings and go into our new place and just being able to use it as much as possible. Absolutely. And where can everybody find you? The address, the website, socials, where can everybody find uh, you guys for the new building and then some? Yeah, so like you said, we've got uh, on our website, we've got all our information there. Uh, on our Instagram and our Facebook. Uh, if you guys, anyone has any questions, right, if people want to come try out Hoop Life, if you guys want an experience, come check out the new building. Definitely just reach out to us and we'll, we'll be able to get you guys there. Man, that's super exciting. And I guess, man, for Andrew, Habib, yourself, everybody on the leadership team over there, we just want to say, hey, man, congratulations. This is obviously super, super exciting. You guys are working your asses off and I just can't wait to see the final product. I know it's going to be fantastic, but... I mean, Austin, is there anything else going on in the association that you'd like to maybe chat about? Anything that's kind of perked up the interest over the last week or so? We were talking a little bit off air about Russell Westbrook deciding he wanted to be a little bit mad at the end of the game. Russ being Russ, right? Yeah. But uh, anything else exciting going on around the association that's perking your interest? I mean, probably not a lot of time to watch highlights in these next 10 days or so, but yeah. anything else? Uh, there's been some interesting things going on, like you said, with Russ. And you kind of look back at the whole Lakers thing this whole year. Uh, where they had uh, Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard kind of fighting with each other. So uh, I know coming into the season, a lot of people were looking at that Lakers team and seeing how they fit. And especially with that LeBron injury as well, I think he said he should be back either tonight or tomorrow whenever they play mm -hmm. next. But it's going to be interesting. They've Absolutely. got only one regular season to figure it out. And just whether or not they're able to figure it out is going to be something fun to watch. 100%. So many good things across the association, and obviously basketball is just getting going right. Two-plus weeks-ish into the season, I know I can't wait to watch a little bit more of Scotty Barnes. And I, I don't know, he, again, we talked about jerseys last time you were on. Is is he probably kind of creeping up there for a next jersey to purchase for yourself? 100%. They just dropped those new jerseys, too. The the gold OVO with the, right, the dinosaur the on it. That's right, the editions. Yeah. <laughs> Those are nice, man. I, they nailed it with that. They kind of reinvented the Raptor a little bit. I noticed that. Yeah. It's just a, it just flows across the board. It just screams Drake designed this uni. It's kind of oh, what it looks like. 100%. Hey? That one is for sure going to be hanging out the wall in my house right beside my nice Habib Habib jersey. Oh. Will fit in perfectly. Habib Habib the legend. That's what they call <laughs> around these parts, legend. anyways. That's right. Well, Austin, thanks a ton for the time tonight, man. Really appreciate it. Again, I know you guys have a grind to get back to. It's going to be really exciting next 10 days. November 12th, 612 Solomon Crescent? Uh, 661. 661. I was close. 
661 Solomon Crescent. Make sure you guys go check out Hoop Life. And the top of the order was, in fact, brought to you by our friends over at Hoop Life Basketball Training. Camps, sessions, apparel, a brand new facility, score clocks, great people like Austin running the show. You can't miss when you go over to Hoop Life. Make sure you enter promo code SQUAD10 when you get into the website, and that gives you 10% off of all those things that I just mentioned. So, Austin, once again, thanks a ton for the time tonight. We're going to come back with our special guest, our IKS Media featured guest, Julian McKenzie, in about two and a half minutes, guys. Don't go anywhere. Does this look familiar? Your fans deserve an incredible arena experience. It's time for an upgrade. Stunning graphics. Revenue opportunities are just the beginning with our in-venue display systems and scoring technology. Let us help you find the best solution for your facility. BDG, always delivering the best fan experience. Here's how your business can be a part of Canada's fastest growing sports talk show. All you have to do is contact us and we will tell you all about the dynamic and exciting marketing opportunities we have utilizing a fully integrated 360 degree multi-platform. Imagine your business seen and heard across Canada on Game Plus TV and around the world on the Rod Peterson Digital Network. You will use one of the most overused expressions in sports. You gotta be kidding me. Get your business involved. Contact the Rod Peterson Show today. Everyday Hoop Life. Is it time to take your event online? Bring it to IKS Live. We've got a fully customized virtual event platform with remote guest support for your next fundraiser, talk show, conference, performance, and more. IKS Live offers live streaming to Facebook Live and YouTube and pre-recorded capabilities, both in our studio with green screen available and on location with pre-production and post-production services. IKS Live, the proud producer of The Rod Peterson Show and The Recovery Hour. Visit us at ikslive.ca. Don't rack your brain trying to source the equipment and materials you need for your business. Rockstar can operate your entire supply chain, from PO creation to expediting your shipments, all from our office. Leverage the buying power of the Rockstar Buying Group to not only save money and time, but also the headache. From gloves to glue, we can provide it for you. Find out more at rockstar.com. Seriously, I just since we changed our intro music, I get like a freaking concussion every time we come back from a commercial break. Um, 
We're going to get to our next guest right away here. But first, we have three finals in the NHL. All shutouts, Max. Flyers, 3-0 over the Yotes. Wow. Uh, the Habs, 3-0 over the Red Wings. Who I'm, sure, I'm sure our next guest is a little sigh of relief might have come over For the sure. whole entire city of Montreal tonight. For sure. Uh, and the Leafs, 4-0 over the Golden Knights. Shout out oh, to the Leafs. Oh, the Leafs. Good um, job. On top of that, the World Series, quick update. The Braves are still up 3-0 in the top of the fifth over the Houston Astros in game six. Go Braves. They can clinch it tonight with a win. So First title in 26 years, oh, man. That'd be an exciting thing for that city. Absolutely. Let's get into it now. Our next guest has been dubbed. Now, hold on. I got to butter this guy up. So don't get wrong bring him in yet. Our next guest has been dubbed the fastest rising podcast host and sports talker in Canada. And that was just by me. That was by, I dubbed him that. That's a good review. That's good, a very, very good so. preview. Uh, this guy has been all over the place in the last couple of years, but just recently launched a very cool project, uh, which he co-hosts called the Chris Johnston Show on the Steve Dangle Podcast Network with, of course, Chris Johnston, name of the show, but I mm -hmm. uh, just had to make sure. NHL insider Chris Johnston, pretty cool. Uh, and that's on the Steve Dangle Podcast Network, as I mentioned, on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcasts. Let's bring him in now. Please welcome to the show, Julian McKenzie. Julian, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, I know you just finished watching the, the Habs game, 3 nothing. Uh, that's got to be pretty good. Uh, again, thanks for jumping in tonight. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, like I said earlier, uh, you've been skyrocketing up the charts. And I, when I said I was talking to you, Max over here was like, what? Seriously? I'm like, yeah, we got him. We got Julian. Uh, so, again, <laughs> we appreciate your time tonight because I know you have a ton going on. Um, but, Julian, again, I said you've been rising up the, the ranks here. Let's get into you a little bit before we talk hockey because we're going to talk a whole bunch of stuff tonight. But for those who might not know who you are, uh, tell me you're from Montreal uh, you've been involved in a ton of different stuff, not just like a bunch of a couple of cool things. You've been in a lot of things lately. So maybe tell some people if you can sum it up uh, how you've gotten to where you are right now. Uh, just, I guess, a lot of hard work uh, and opportunities coming my way and just making the most of them. Uh, if we start going through all the different opportunities that I've had over the last few years, I, I think we need to dedicate a whole hour to your show to do that. And I don't think you guys want to do that, but yeah, the CJ show has been a really big thing for me and I'm really grateful to get that opportunity with them and uh, the Steve Dangle podcast network and working with the athletic, which I think has literally changed my life to be quite honest with you, even though I'm a, I'm an associate editor there and a contributor to their culture vertical. Uh, I've been able to, you know, write articles on the Montreal Canadiens, got to cover them during their Stanley Cup final run and go on all these different podcasts and, and all of these different other TV opportunities on Sportsnet as well. And uh, yeah, just a lot. That's just this year, man. Like just a lot of cool things have happened to me this year. And again, I'm not going to give the entire life story, but just a lot of really great opportunities have come my way over the last few years. I've tried my best to make the most of them and now I'm just, you know, on the next step of my journey in sports media. I'm just really grateful and really happy to to be in a position where um, I'm working, I'm employed, and, and just making the most of my opportunity. So, Julian, with all those opportunities, I can assume that sleep hasn't really made its way into the equation much, hey? Sleep? Uh, what is that? <laughs> you know, um, what that is? I'm, I'm not really familiar with Well, that Webster's concept. Dictionary defined... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. We don't need to go there, but... <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but let, let's get into it now. You, the big project, of course, that everyone's talking about is the Chris Johnston Show. I know me and Max both watch it. I was joking with you via text message about an inside joke from the show. Uh, but I'm sure for you, it was a little bit surreal at first to kind of get it going. But now you're like... It, it seems like you're like experts. Now you guys have some great chemistry going on. How has it been like on your side from these first few weeks of shows? Um, it's been really cool. 
just to be able to talk to a guy like CJ every, what, twice a week, because we do episodes Monday and Thursday, uh, it's been really surreal. Like, when they, when the, the SDPN pitched me the idea, uh, it's almost like a year ago they pitched me the idea, actually. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I, I knew who Chris Johnson was, and I followed him on Twitter, but I had never met him. I didn't know what his personality was like. So I thought the idea was, like, all right, this is pretty cool. Just any opportunity to kind of work with Steve Dangle and, and, and well, just have the name Steve Dangle. I know he's <laughs> technically not affiliated with this particular project. He's got, he's got a whole other podcast and a few other t-shirts he's trying to sell, <laughs> but like his name is on the network, but just any opportunity to kind of be aligned with, with Steve and, and Adam and, and Jesse as well. I thought it was just like a cool idea. And then getting to know CJ uh, throughout the last year has been really surreal. Like we've been, like we were supposed to, I mean, it's already out there. We were supposed to start the the podcast like way earlier this year, but we went through a couple bumps in the road before we were able to make that happen. And all the while we just kept in touch and just texted each other and not even just like, you know, Hey, you know, I hope the podcast still happens. Like, you know, <laughs> random stuff that happens in the NHL. Like we were going through the bubble all last year and, you know, we were just making conversation about the, the way the season was going. And when the Canadians were making the run through the Stanley Cup final, we were supposed to, and we had not met in person at that point yet, we had agreed that if the Canadians found a way to take the series to game six, uh, we would meet up in person when he would come to Montreal because he was in Tampa, I think, for game five. But for game six, he would have been in Montreal for that. And I I was like, I I don't root for anybody. I don't have any fans of teams, but I was rooting for the Canadians to win just so we could meet up in (laughs) Montreal. But obviously that did not happen. But we eventually met up in Toronto later that year but cj's just been really great and he's a really great host to work with and uh that's that that, the podcast as far as i'm concerned could not have started any better for us as far as i'm concerned so julian before we get into some of the heavier stuff that's obviously kind of taken place over the last seven to ten days here i just got to ask what are those i guess early pre-production meetings like kind of behind the iron curtain so adam steve jesse like how's that go does steve just come in screaming about the leafs and then adam tries to settle him down and then jesse starts getting things kind of organized what are those pre-production meetings like uh before uh things really got going with the cj show and yourself um so like i said steve wasn't really involved with that like i guess he kind of just let us do our thing it's more adam and jesse and like i'll say this about steve like steve obviously is the face of the network and all that and you know that's it's great for him. He's a guy who started off as a, as a Leafs fan yelling into a video camera. Now he has himself a, a podcast network. You know, dreams are possible in the world. You can go from an angry guy in a blue room to starting a network. But, like, Adam is the guy who is making the phone calls. He's making stuff happen. I, I think I can tell the story here. Like, um, when it was maybe, maybe about, like, a few weeks before the podcast was supposed to start, uh, like I said, we were supposed to start earlier in the year and then some bumps in the road happened before we could get it up. But at that point I wasn't working with the athletic yet. And anytime I've been able to do any extra stuff with the athletic, like, you know, all the other podcasts that I'm doing with Yahoo sports or the Montreal Gazette or anything like that, I go to them. And I'm like, yo, like, is it okay? And they, they normally say yes. And like Adam, like texted me like the eyeball emoji, like, yo, like we, we do in the podcast. So I'm thinking, all right. We're going to do the podcast. So all I just need to do is just make sure that the athletic is cool with it. And then I started thinking like, oh man, like, you know, what if they see that I'm doing so much stuff and like, it can't work out. What if they say no or something? And I'm like, I'm like nervous trying to break up the nerve to like go to my bosses and be like, yo, let me do this podcast. And they tell me yes. And then I go back to Adam 
And I'm like, yeah, so it's more like a formality thing, but the athletic was cool with me doing the show. And they're like, well, yeah, of course they're doing the show. Why do you think I sent you the eyeball emoji? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he went to the athletic and got permission before even I could even do that. That's how dope like Adam is. And Jesse has to get his props too, because he's the guy who's doing all the production well, stuff everything. with all the editing and everything on YouTube. He's doing everything. He's like the dude, the engine that makes it run. Adam's the guy with the phone making all the phone calls, and Steve's just the pretty face who everyone just gets attracted to and watches all the content on the network. Yeah, he's he's launching his modeling career as we speak. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that. Yeah, in you any... see those photos on the, the dang it stuff, man, with the face, the blue steel going on, man, like. Yeah, absolutely. you can tell he's seen Zoolander no less than five to ten times yeah, at least, right? At least five. Times. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd give a good seven or eight to that. Oh, Ooh. for sure, for sure. And I mean, Julian, this is a bit of a tough transition. Obviously, uh, being a hockey sure. fan the last seven to ten days, it's it's not been a good time. And again, don't want to minimize that. Um, again, it's not about the hockey fans this week. It's about Kyle Beach and his story and what what everything uh, has transpired within the Chicago Blackhawks organization. But just from your own personal perspective, what what has of your emotions and, and feelings and again perspective has been on the last seven to ten days being someone intimately involved in terms of covering the nhl uh a lot of sadness exasperation uh confusion uh but also not too much surprise because i, know, I hate to say it i don't think it's news to you guys either but Hockey culture is essentially broken, and it's not necessarily just an NHL problem. This is something that everyone across the, the spectrum of, the, of of hockey should pay attention to. Like, I, I think of, of what Tara Sloan uh, from Hometown Hockey on, on Sportsnet was saying the other night, just essentially talking about hockey culture and just expressing her feelings. And, you know, and she's not the only one who's probably brought this up and been met with, you know, people saying that, hey, hockey culture isn't actually broken, but like everyone right now should be looking at what's gone on over the last few days and thinking, okay, what needs to be done to ensure that we never go through a Kyle Beach situation ever again? We never endure, we never see a Nakeem Aliyu situation again. We cannot forget that happened too. I, I'm, I'll say this on any platform that I'm on, the Chicago Blackhawks, the same year they had, they had to deal with the Kyle Beach mess is the same year that organization had one of their players go through racial abuse from their head coach in the American Hockey League. This, that all those incidents happened in the same season. We cannot forget that. Like it's it's a situation where and I understand it's an NHL team that went through that, and we as we as as media people were far removed from that team. But as people who are invested into hockey as we are, we have to pay attention to that. We have to bring light to those stories, and we have to ensure that the culture that is there we hold those people who who are gatekeepers of those cultures accountable we have to ensure this does not happen again i i, I feel a lot of sadness and I'm, 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 upset at, I'm upset at a few things but i'm also encouraged at the fact that there are a lot of people who care and there are a lot of people who want to see that change yeah absolutely it's been i think it's been a week of reflection for a lot of people and you know even julian people like myself who played hockey growing up i think back to my experiences growing up and you know, some of the hazing things that happen, and I know this is a completely different scenario here, but, you know, mm -hmm. the, the cage boxing in the locker rooms that went on in those days and, you know, the bus pranks. I, I worked in junior hockey for a couple of years. The bus pranks that go on to the, to the rookies coming in and certain things. I, I, I honestly 
didn't see some of the bad stuff, but even just the little stuff, it all adds up into what you mentioned earlier, the hockey culture, and it's something. Tara, I, I, what you mentioned, Tara Sloan's comments, I think she summed it up really well. Um, you know, it seems like the NHL is a league, she said this, uh, that does a lot of following and not a lot of leading, and I'd love to see that flip, flip around a little bit. Uh, so hopefully in the next, you know, in the, the coming steps to fixing this, me and Max mentioned this earlier, but, you know, we start seeing action and uh, on this and many other topics, because you mentioned it earlier, there's more. There's more to it than this. Um, it's always hard to segue out of something like this, but let's, let's look at it now. If we I, can... I tell you, man. Whew. I tell you, there's been so much of that on so many different shows that uh, I've been on or I've just listened to where it's like, yeah, we have to talk about this. But the Leafs did something ah, like there's, I, it's been a lot speaking of that. No. For nothing. For nothing. But hey, oh, let's geez. let's do a hard segue, hard switch. And we'll put on our, our game faces now. Montreal Canadiens, they, they won three nothing tonight. Uh, you said you were watching the game before jumping on with us here. Um, but overall, a historically rough start to the season. Um, and I know Max has a second part to this question, but give me the vibes because you're in the town. You're in town. Uh, give me the vibes of the start to this team because I know the market there, uh, they've been rumored to be a little, a little uh, harsh on their team. Uh, the rumors have been very true. <laughs> Montreal, it's, it's just... It's always the two extremes. If you're doing very poorly, fans will let you know that they're doing that you're doing very poorly. And the media will as well. But if you're doing very well, they will be doing ole olays like halfway <laughs> through a game. And that's what's been so weird about this season, too. Like they've won their third game of the season tonight. I can think of the like one game in particular the other time they beat the Detroit Red Wings this year. That's when Matthew Pejo had like a hat trick in his home province. Like, and that the, seeing him get an ovation after that and him cheering his name, you would never guess that the team was off to its like worst start in like 26 years. Like the, the way that fans kind of teeter between, you know, everything is bad, you know, DEFCON five to, Oh, something good happened. Let's just be really cheerful. It's, it could be very dizzying to follow, but yeah, ultimately the vibes are not necessarily effervescent. I mean, Cole Caulfield's in the American Hockey League and all the questions are coming back about how the Canadians go about developing some of their young players. We all know what happened with Kasperi Kakinyemi, and there's a whole other host of other young players in this organization or who are not in the organization anymore who a lot of people can always point to and be like, huh, the Montreal Canadiens did not do a great job of developing this player. I don't know uh, if this team as they are right now uh, will be capable of, you know, putting themselves back at 500. They could always try. It's still really early in the year, but I'm used to seeing a Canadians team that starts off the season really well. And then they have a dip in their play, but the way they start off a year is normally able to help. It usually helps them out in terms of having them end the season with a, you know, somewhat decent record. This is an interesting outcome where, they go off to a pretty terrible start. I forget who said it, but I think they're all, they haven't played this badly or they haven't looked this badly since like the Second World War. Like this is this taking them some time uh, before they've looked as badly as they've had. Uh, but yeah, the Montreal Canadiens right now they're they're in a really tough spot with the way that they've started this year and the way the division is looking right now. It's not going to get any easier for them. But uh, so yeah, the vibes right now in Montreal 
very much uh, on the down low right now. But considering how this year has been, man, just a lot of ups and downs, a lot of peaks and valleys yeah. in this city. It's uh, it's amazing, and, and again, uh, with Jeff Merrick, uh, he was talking a couple weeks ago on his podcast, uh, the Jeff Merrick Show, produced by Jeff Merrick, directed by Jeff Merrick, uh, uh, as written Elliot, by Jeff Merrick, written by Jeff, Jeff Merrick, Merrick. exactly, yes. uh, as Elliot Friedman likes to affectionately say. But he was just saying that it's it's not one eighty-two game season in markets like Montreal and Toronto. It's eighty-two one-game seasons. You forget that this team was in the Stanley Cup final just a few months ago. Um, but I guess Julian, I guess a double-barrel question going back to the the call or the Cole Caulfield uh, situation. And again, I think maybe you got to lay eyes on the Twitter picture that made its rounds and he made it for picture day in Laval and uh, he didn't quite uh, look super happy about that. Um, But do you think overall that this is very much like a 2007 or sorry, I guess a little bit earlier than that. uh, Ryan Getzlaff, Corey Perry situation uh, when they sent them down to the Portland Pirates. Is this a confidence thing for Cole Caulfield or is this a the team is off to a bad start? We need to see the culture change in order to bring up our top prospects that he can prosper. What do you make of this situation for Cole? And is it more of a team thing or a him thing at this moment? That's a really interesting question. Uh, I, I'll be quite honest with you. I didn't even know about the Ryan Getzlaff, Corey Perry situation. But you mentioning that uh, made me think of the fact that Corey Perry apparently reached out to Cole Caulfield uh, after he got sent down. And we all know what Corey Perry meant to the Canadians last season. Um, I feel like you could make an argument. It could be both a confidence thing and just with the way that the team is going. And, I, and maybe not necessarily from a culture standpoint, but, you know, the team's not necessarily in the greatest of positions right now. He's not playing a lot of minutes. Why keep him in that situation when you can have him go back to the American Hockey League where in the limited sample size that he played, he looked very good and very comfortable with the speed and the spacing that he was allotted there. Why not bring up his confidence that way? Let him stay for a couple of games. Let him figure his game out. Let him get back to the scoring groove that he was able to get in the regular season, and then he'll find his way back in the big leagues. And you you can't help but, you know, if you're Cole Caulfield, but feel very upset. Imagine if you're at, you know, you're you're a kid with your family, you're normally sitting at the kid's table, and then one day the adults say, all right, you know what, you're old enough to hang out with the the adults, and then they tell you, nah, you got to go back with the kids after a while. You get upset at that. So I completely understand why Cole Caulfield is not necessarily in the greatest of spirits uh, being back in Laval, but if he scores enough goals, if he plays well and he gets his confidence back, he'll be back with the Montreal Canadiens before we know it. Yeah, and you know what? That, that's the perfect analogy. Best way to put it. I don't think I could say it any better. But the kids' table, uh, that's perfect. That's we a fantastic it. analogy. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I guess a little bit more positive news on the spectrum, right? It's been announced that Carey Price is now leaving the player assistance program um, after 30-day stint, and again, wishing him all the best. Obviously, it's it's been a tumultuous time for him. And again, very exciting to hear that he's uh, exiting the program, hopefully in a better place than when he found it. Um, but I guess, Julian, what are you hearing in Montreal? Again, it's relatively fl- fresh news coming out today. What does maybe the timeline of return look like for Kerry, if there even is a timeline at this point? I was under the impression that uh, the team expected him uh, to be able to get out of the program after 30 days. Mm-hmm. And here's what I think is so difficult about this situation. You know, we're all kind of chalking it up to mental health, but in the, re- the initial release for uh, Carey Price being admitted to the player assistance program, uh, there was no specific reason listed. So that's why we've just kind of all just assumed it's a mental health thing. And it very well might be. We just, we have to be a little bit careful about how we phrase that. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, you know, 
who knows if something happens within now and the end of that program, time in the program, maybe he has a setback. Maybe something happens. I'm not saying it could happen. I'm not saying it should happen. But we also have to be mindful of that. Uh, Jonathan Drouet found himself in a position because of mental health where he had to be away from the team. And to be honest, just looking from afar, I thought, well, I'm not sure what the Montreal Canadiens are going to get. Now they found himself with a player who you can make the argument that's been the team's best forward uh, over the over the last few games. It could be the case with Carey Price, but it could also not be. Another thing we have to consider, too, Carey Price didn't skate at all during training. For people who just think that he's just going to come out of the program and then just all of a sudden start skating like the very next night, like I'd be very stunned. If, I, mean, I don't think that's going to happen at all. Like he needs like a couple of days to you know, just get back himself up to speed and, and make sure he's in a position where he can play. There's also a guy who's was nursing some injuries over the offseason as well. Like, I, I, we, we have to be mindful of that as well. And, and you know, I, I'll say this, like, I don't have an exact timeline for you, but for people who just expect that Carey Price is just going to be rushed into action the minute he gets out of that program, I think you need to pump the brakes on that just a little bit. He still needs some time to get himself ready so he can play some some NHL hockey. I know the team needs him, but we all got to be a little bit careful about how quick we are to rush Carey Price back to action. He, he'll go when he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Julian, around the league now, we see, we've see we seen a bit of a flip in terms of the standings, and I, it's early. Uh, <laughs> let's just preface this. Very early. <laughs> uh, but we've seen Buffalo at the top. We've seen New Jersey in the top half. Uh, let me just pull it up. Columbus is in the top half. San Jose is up there. Even St. Louis, a team that's kind of struggled the last couple of years to really find who they are. They only have one loss so far. Um, out of the teams that maybe have some surprising hot starts, I named a few, but maybe you have somebody else in mind. Is there anybody who can actually sustain it, or are we just are we just way too early to to be looking at this stuff? Um, I mean, one, we are obviously a little bit too early. A lot of people like to put the American Thanksgiving set of days as the benchmark for when teams should be taken seriously or not. But is that going to stop us from making those comments? No, of course not. not. Absolutely not. Um, St. Louis, obviously, with the pedigree that they have, uh, that's a team you probably look at as a squad that could probably sustain it. I'll be honest, at the beginning of the year, I was trying to think of coaches who could be on the hot seat. I thought of Craig Berube out in St. Louis because of the fact that they struggled over the last little while. And yes, they dug themselves out that one year they won the Stanley Cup from last place to win a Stanley Cup eventually. But uh, this is a team that expects to, at this point with the core that they have, expects to be a perennial playoff contender. And they've been out of the first round in the last few years. Like, they need a team that's going to be good this year. So I kind of thought maybe that might be an option, but I could see them sustaining it. I have to shout out Buffalo, though, because nobody was giving them anything at the beginning of this year. Uh, a lot of people thought that they were just going to roll over. I'm sure there was at least somebody who semi-seriously thought that they were going to go 0 for 82 this year. And they've turned into a squad that says, you know what? Even though we're not going to be the most talented squad in the National Hockey League, we are going to fight every night that we play in the National Hockey League. And, it's, and you know what? In the, even though it is very early, I'm going to just roll with you guys and, and go with the takes here. But Don Granato, as far as I'm concerned, Jack Adams trophy winner, give him the trophy right now. I think Ooh. the Buffalo Sabres, even if they find themselves in a position, I mean, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. I think if he even gets them to a point where they're remotely close to even fighting for a playoff spot, that should be enough 
for him to get Jack Adams trophy votes. The players seem to like him. He's a good motivator and a good communicator with those players. And he's found a way to get a lot out of this team, even if it is the early going of the year. I think a lot of people thought they'd be looking a lot closer to what the Arizona Coyotes look like right now. A team who, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think they've won a game yet either. They, have won a, they haven't won a game yet. Nope. I thought a lot of people expected Buffalo to look like what Arizona is right now. The Buffalo Sabres are a respectable hockey club. They've beaten some decent teams, including the reigning Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. Like, I think the Buffalo Sabres deserve a ton of credit for the way that they've started. And if they're able to sustain this going forward, man, like, that's that's a really, really good thing. But the expectations for Sabres fans, they just want a respectable club. So just being out of last place might be enough for a lot of fans. So I'm going to take your hypothetical. I'm going to run with it. Who do the Sabres boot out of the playoffs in the Atlantic Division if they were to make the playoffs? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, out of the four oh. teams that we all assume are going to make the playoffs I, is what I should say in the Atlantic. It's one of those divisions. Um, but who, who would they kick out? <laughs> I, I, get, I mean, I still have Tampa Bay as a playoff team. I still I think Boston's a playoff team. I don't know where their standings are. Uh, it's it, it's weird. There's Julian, a, there's I'll help you out here. Teams. Let's kick yeah. this can down the road to American <laughs> Way Thanksgiving, too early. Yeah, and then we'll ask you uh, for the answer yeah. to that uh, yeah. that question. You ask you that. I don't want to say like the Sabers going to kick out the Leafs, and then everyone's going to be like, "Oh, the Leafs." Let's just say Boston. <laughs> Let's just say Boston, and everybody's happy. And you know what, Julian? And it's funny because we don't talk about the Buffalo Sabers a lot on this program here. So uh, it's funny you mentioned Don Granado, right? And even dating back to last year when they replaced. Uh, Ralph Kruger with Don Granado, the Sabres all of a sudden became a little bit more yeah. competitive of a team, and that was in the absence of Jack Eichel uh, dealing off Taylor Hall. Like you said, he's got them playing with a bit of an identity, um, and it's, again, something that's been surprising to most. But And, again, sticking on those Buffalo Sabres on a not-fun topic, I'm sure you're Ugh. just as sick of talking about it as everybody else is. But... On Friday, the hot stove seemed to get to a boiling point again with the Jack Eichel trade rumors. Um, is, the, is there any merit to these at this point, or are we just still now at when it happens, it happens? I, I'm, I'm in the secondary camp where when it happens, it happens. And I'll just say this. I am pretty grateful that I do a podcast with someone who's very much in the know about what's going on with Jack Eichel. I was going to say, quickly text CJ. I, yeah, seriously. Right? Like, I, CJ sometimes would just be like, hey, man, you know, some day, like, he already, he already warned me in advance for trade deadline day, like, don't text me that day. So, like, I have to be very careful about the privilege of having a friend as an NHL insider. But, yeah, man, like, I'm, I'm just with you guys, man. I'm just trying to figure out when this is going to happen. Jack Eichel is a guy who should be seen as an HL star right now. He should be helping it. Imagine if he was playing with this Buffalo Sabres team right now that's playing above what it's supposed to be. Like, they might actually be a respectable team in the National Hockey League or, or a team that could actually have a chance at making the playoffs in a wildcard spot if Jack Eichel was healthy enough to play. But instead, he's sitting at home trying to figure out when his neck is going to be fixed. He's probably not going to be able to play at the Olympics in February. And, and who knows which team he's going to end up with next. This is a team that I, this is a situation I thought would have been resolved in the summer when all these teams were, you know, trying to figure out their, their teams for the free agency and other trades that might happen. And all these other teams are looking to be interested in the regular season. All, all of that money's already tied up. So whatever they can get from a possible trade, like they better just stick with it. I mean, if it's Vegas at this point, mm -hmm. take it from Vegas. If it's somebody else, if it's Calgary, I don't know. Like, just take it at this point, just be done with the situation. The Buffalo Sabres, as far as I'm concerned, I, I can't think of a scenario where they win 
a trade, but stranger things have happened. But at this point, you're just better off getting whatever assets you can get for Jack Eichel and just moving on. I think a lot of fans are exasperated over that, and they just want to see a situation where, you know, the, that dark Jack Eichel cloud has finally moved away from them, and he can be on another team where he can move on with his life. And, and anytime the word grievance starts getting into the conversation, I'm sure that's just mm -hmm. what the NHLPA right now wants to hear is like, hey, we got other stuff going on. We don't need a grievance. Can you please just handle this? We have bigger fires to put out here. And they sure do. Uh, but let's go back to you. We go from one league icon in Carey Price to another in Jack Eichel to another in Alex Ovechkin. He's lighting up the league to start the year. Nine goals already. Um, I'm going to give you a two-parter. One's more fun. One's a little bit more on the team. Can he, re can he meet Gretzky's record? Can he meet it or exceed it, obviously? And... Are the Capitals legit? Because a lot of people were writing them off before the year, saying that they were over the hump, they were too old, and right now they're looking pretty good. Um, I'll second part first, I was definitely one of those people who thought that they were a little over the hump. Like I, I mean, I'm not sure how you guys rank contending teams. Yeah, I think if you're Tampa Bay, if you're Colorado, I'll add Carolina in this now because of the start that they've had. Uh, I'll, I'll even still give Vegas the benefit of the doubt until they somehow miss the playoffs or something. I will still give them the benefit of the doubt because for them, it has to be boom or bust. There's like a window of teams that I consider to be quality cup contending teams. I'll even say the Islanders are like right there with them as well. I don't have the Washington Capitals there because of the fact that a lot of the talent that they're, I mean, of Alexander Ovechkin, is a guy who, you know, is, should be well past his prime in the twilight years and the way that team is constructed, maybe they can make the second round of a postseason, but that's not a team you're, not, you're expecting to see make a deep run. And then it, it cuts into the first part of, of the question you were trying to ask. The fact that Alexander Ovechkin has been producing as well as he has, I mean, it's helping the team, obviously. So yeah, who knows what, what that'll look like in the postseason, but to just keep it on, on Ovi, like, we're talking about the best goal scorer we have seen in our gen in this current generation. Uh, and it's nothing short of astonishing that at the age of 36, <laughs> he has been able to light the lamp. Like we keep thinking that man, this is the year where his body's just going to break down. And he's not going to be able to score as much as he does. Like, Oh man, he's not going to be able to score as much. Oh no, he's done. Nope. He's just going to find a way to do it. Just uh, I just laugh at how so many people like to write him off and just think, I remember like a couple months ago, Somebody was saying, you know, hey, if Alexander Ovechkin was like a free agent, you know, should the Munchak Canadians find a way to get him? And someone was trying to make the point that he was just like this washed up guy. And I'm just like, you, you guys realize that like Alexander Ovechkin last year, if he was on the Canadians, he would have been second in goals. This is a team that's been starving for goals for years. Like Alexander Ovechkin's bad years compared to so many other players in the National Hockey League. Just it, 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 it's nothing short of craziness, man. Not only is this guy going to break the record, this guy's going to have 900 goals when his, when his career is said and done, man. As far as I'm concerned, everyone in the locker room in Washington, if I'm Ted Leontis, I step into the locker room every night, and I'm like, hey, you do everything you can to ensure Alexander Ovechkin breaks that record. Like, you, you don't... And I'm sure you don't have to force people that much. He's going to do it because of the fact that everyone should be committed to that. We're all rooting for it. It's one of the few good stories we can actually lean on the National Hockey League. Yeah, and I mean, he is a machine. Uh, like they were talking about him. I was watching the Lightning broadcast the other night, um, and they were talking about him from an opponent's perspective. And they're like, this man's a machine. Like people don't know who he is at this point. They're like this man's a machine, six foot three, 240 pounds. And I'm like, 
I always forget that this guy is built like a brick house. Like this guy, he's no joke. Like he can run people over. He can he can push you around too. He's he's not a frail guy by any stretch. But I saw a, a funny picture, and you'll appreciate this, Julian. Uh, I think it was Jeff Vayette on Twitter. I think it was him, uh, and he was doing an NHL franchise mode. And Ovechkin retired with like 889 goals, and he was like, "Come on, yeah. NHL! Like, what are you doing? You gotta get him. To, you gotta get him across the line." Uh, anyways, I thought that was pretty funny. Anyway, Julian, you got a ton going on. We don't want to keep you too much longer. Where can everybody find you? Because, again, we've talked about it. You have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, where can everybody find your stuff? Uh, JK McKenzie on Twitter is where you'll find me tweet out a lot of that stuff, uh, whether it's uh, any of the podcasts that I do, which is the Chris Johnson Show, uh, Zone Time with Yahoo Sports, or Hockey Inside Out. By the way, a brand new episode of Zone Time should be dropping tomorrow. Uh, myself and some of my friends, uh, Avery Lewis McDougal, uh, Tic Tac Tomar, and Sam Chang of the Broadcast Podcast, we went in on uh, the last week of uh, what's caught on the NHL, and uh, we do not hold back. And uh, Hockey Inside Out is the weekly Montreal Canadian show I do with the Montreal Gazette. Uh, Andrew Berkshire is supposed to be on the next episode alongside uh, the usual suspects of Stu Cowan and Rick Green. Uh, you can check those out on, on YouTube and, and wherever else you listen to podcasts as well. And uh, read The Athletic. Subscribe to The Athletic. Uh, I don't know what deal we have going on. It feels like we have deals like all the time. But uh, subscribe to The Athletic. Uh, you can read my stuff, but you should also read my stuff from uh, old stuff from Mark and Basu, Mark Antoine Gaudin, and especially all of our reporting on uh, the Chicago Blackhawks from right. Katie Strang. Mark Lazarus and Scott Powers as well. I think we've done a really great, really great job on our end. I know Rick Westhead has been doing some of the best work, but I think the work that we've done at the Athletic has been really great on this story. Uh, quick, quick little fun fact before we let you go. Um, I joined Clubhouse for a little while, like last year during the pandemic oh. when it was at its height. And Avery, me and him, had like ten really good chats on Clubhouse. And uh, that was the end of my t- experience on Clubhouse after that. But we, I, we had a great chat, me and Avery, like multiple Did times. Did you talk about fashion? Did you talk about fashion with Avery? Yeah, there, it came up several times. I think it was it was during the Blue Jays, like, it was the end of the Blue Jays season that last year, whenever Clubhouse was popular. How it's not acceptable to wear a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey oh, to a family function? okay, let's, let's end it on this. Like? Let's end it on this. <laughs> Avery, no, Avery, you're not Avery. Julian, I got Avery on my mind now. Julian, I'm going to a Calgary Flames game yeah, on I Saturday. Yeah, I see the resemblance. Ah. <laughs> I, I'm going. I see the resemblance. Uh, uh, I don't dress like him, though. No, you don't have the. I don't wear hats like You him. don't have the hat game. No, no I don't. I don't have the Peter Pan hat that he has. No. <laughs> I'm going to a Calgary Flames game on Saturday in Calgary. Uh, I'm a Leafs fan. Okay. So I'm just. No, no, up. no. You are a diehard Leafs okay. fan. Okay. I'm a pretty big Leafs fan. Uh, is it a okay. party foul for me to buy a Flames hoodie uh, or uh, some sort of paraphernalia and wear it to the game? Because Max is giving me a really hard time. I haven't done it yet, but he's saying I can't wear Flames stuff to a Flames game because I'm a Leafs fan. When you have a TikTok channel built around the Toronto I do Maple have, Leafs. yeah. Follow me on TikTok at Producer Clark. Uh, <laughs> but what are your thoughts on this? I have this? a question. Yes. I have a question. If you wear a Flames anything at this game, are you prepared for Max and any of your fans or any other people who go on TikTok or whatever to give you grief over there wearing you flame stuff? 
I think Are you, you yes. I think you just answered my question, Julian. Thank you, Julian. <laughs> yes. Okay. And, and that's all we need to know as far as I'm concerned. If Nailed you, it. If you're willing to bear the brunt of all that criticism, then fine. But if not, then you probably shouldn't. I'm pretty, I'm pretty weak spirited. <laughs> Being a Leafs fan will do that to you for the last 50 years. I've Clark, been wrecked. So. Yeah. Yeah. You, go, you guys are jerks. Jeez, you should, I mean, you should be soulless by now with what they've endured the last little couple of years, buddy. Yeah, I know. It's been a rough go. Man, Julian, thanks a ton for the time tonight. Greatly appreciate it. Greatly appreciate all the work that you're doing, especially in today's NHL world. Um, man, we, again, can't thank you enough for the time tonight. Continued success in all your endeavors, and we hope we can do this again. Let me know when you guys want me back on. This was really fun, guys. Uh, all the best in, the, in everything you guys got, everything you got going on. Sorry, uh, a little late in the night, a little tired. For sure. uh, yeah, congratulations to you guys on the show, and uh, yeah, let's do this again soon. All right, get that sleep that you don't know much about. <laughs> we'll we'll talk to you soon, Julian. Thanks so much. Of course, our uh, video guests, as always, are brought to you by our good friends right here at IKS Media Studios. Uh, thank you to Paul and the crew mm -hmm. uh, for everything, and Jordan and Rolf, of course, in the back for everything that they do. Um, IKS Media is your premier destination for live events, live broadcasts, entertainments, video screens, graphic work, animation. What else they got? That's, that's a lot of it. That's most of it. Uh, but they have a lot of stuff going on. So if you want to make your event the best, the hottest ticket in town, uh, make sure you hit up IKSmedia.com. Clark, Max, should we just keep rolling? Well, we, we should do the ad break for ourselves just to, you know, like hang out for a minute. Uh, I got to borrow a quote. And no disrespect to any guest that has graciously given time. Um, that may have been a top two. Not, top two? Top two not to interview of all time. Man, Julian was awesome. That yes. was great. Yes. Uh, especially in the top two? Top two not to. So if you get what I'm saying there. Top two not to. So you're saying top one. <laughs> you're saying out of the top two, he's not number Clark, two. Clark, like you said, you were a little behind on Sometimes the Leafs game your tonight. Choice. You're still a little behind. Sometimes on, you're No, that's choice, the quote, though. Clark. You got to get it figured out. But anyways, thanks a ton top to Julian two, McKenzie. Top two. I got yeah. it. Okay. Anyways, that was, that was a ton of fun, though, man. Yeah. And again, in a time where it's tough to talk about the NHL oh, right yeah. now. It is really tough. And, and for, for a guy that is doing the reporting and the work that he's doing right now, um, just greatly appreciate his effort and obviously his time to, to come on our little program tonight. Program, um, yeah. Greatly appreciated, uh, and, and that was a lot of fun talking with somebody who I've I've followed for quite some time now. Yeah, um, he's uh, he's doing some awesome work, and it's just awesome to to sit down and have a chat. Like I him. said, fastest rising person in sports media. This guy, I'm telling you, uh, know the name, learn the name, get to know him. Uh, you're gonna know him more in the next coming times. Uh, so, anyways, do you want to take a break or you want to just keep going? No, we gotta take a break for the ad reads. Come on, man. okay. Sponsor let's take a break. Oblos. Sponsor, Sponsor love, and we'll see you in about two and a half minutes. Does this look familiar? Your fans deserve an incredible arena experience. It's time for an upgrade. Stunning graphics. Revenue opportunities are just the beginning with our in-venue display systems and scoring technology. Let us help you find the best solution for your facility. BDG, always delivering the best fan experience. 
Here's how your business can be a part of Canada's fastest growing sports talk show. All you have to do is contact us and we will tell you all about the dynamic and exciting marketing opportunities we have utilizing a fully integrated 360 degree multi-platform. Imagine your business seen and heard across Canada on Game Plus TV and around the world on the Rod Peterson Digital Network. You will use one of the most overused expressions in sports. You gotta be kidding me. Get your business involved. Contact the Rod Peterson Show today. Everyday hoop life. Is it time to take your event online? Bring it to IKS Live. We've got a fully customized virtual event platform with remote guest support for your next fundraiser, talk show, conference, performance, and more. IKS Live offers live streaming to Facebook Live and YouTube and pre-recorded capabilities, both in our studio with green screen available and on location with pre-production and post-production services. IKS Live, the proud producer of The Rod Peterson Show and The Recovery. Hour. Visit us at IKSLive.ca. Don't rack your brain trying to source the equipment and materials you need for your business. Rockstar can operate your entire supply chain from PO creation to expediting your shipments all from our office. Leverage the buying power of the Rockstar Buying Group to not only save money and time, but also the headache. From gloves to glue, we can provide it for you. Find out more at rockstar.com. All right, kind of a mixed bag the rest of the way here as we wrap up the show. I've got my uh, Great Western Brewhouse Ultra. Max is still on hiatus, uh, so I'll do all the work for him. Uh, do you want the crack, uh, the can crack on the mic? Got it. Got it. There we go. So I'm, I got the Ultra. This is uh, four grams of carbs, 100 calories, uh, pretty good quality stuff as well. Uh, so the rest of the show, I guess I should take a sip. Should do that. You, uh, mm -hmm. That's another party foul. You're a party foul master. Oh, please give me a Pacer break. Pacer Kings, give me a break. Um, <laughs> six nothing for the Atlanta Braves. Six yes, nothing for the go, Atlanta Braves. Braves go. Okay, did you just make fun of my email address Might again? Have. I don't know. You missed it though. Okay, so here's again a little. Here's behind. a question for our viewers who are still <laughs> tuned in. I need to get this off the off my chest. You got a lot of things that you got to get off your chest. You Janelle Barkman's still out. watching. We got uh, Myron's checking in. Sheridan's checking in. Uh, Adam's still here. Here's the here's the question for you, our viewers. What was your first email address? And please, it, please don't hold back. And why do you still use it as your Facebook login? Well, here's the thing. Okay, so I'll tell you mine. 
I'll just tell you why. It's not that embarrassing. I, there is a lot it's, worse. It's not that embarrassing. There was a lot going on at that time. There's a lot going on. Okay. So when I was 12, uh, I moved from Moose Jaw to Regina, and I wanted to fit in with my buddies. Okay. And I played on the Regina Pacers baseball team, uh, provincial champs, by the way, and the Regina Kings hockey team. Uh, so my email address is pacers underscore kings at hotmail.com. I guess I shouldn't be. Am I doxing myself right now? This, it's my old email address. I don't use it anymore. Uh, well, but for, eh. I started my <laughs> Facebook account at that time because that's when Facebook came out, essentially, with that email address. And I've tried to change it like five times. It always reverts Man, back. Old. I'm telling you. So like, I remember, I remember when Facebook got invented. And, like, at, I was playing, like, midget baseball. My first year of midget baseball when I was 15. Can't call it that anymore. I know. Under 18. Sorry. There you go. And I remember going, like, we were out playing catch in the outfield, and I remember some people were like, hey, did you guys see that girl's pictures on Facebook? I'm like, what's Facebook, guys? And oh, like, that piqued your interest. Don't tell well, the wife that. Well, she knows. I've told her this. <laughs> oh, but was it your this, wife? This was Is this during. the spin zone of the story? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I have since I, married I just, her. <laughs> I, I, I just saved you. That was the, the origin stories. <laughs> uh, no, but, like, at the time, I remember being like, oh, guys, like, I don't want I just got high five. Do you remember High Five? No. I just got Friendster. Do you remember Friendster? No. And I was like, do I seriously need another social media app? Like, I don't want another one. Like, I've, I, I don't even have MySpace. I, Fast forward 17 years. I just, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a big, I was big into MSN Messenger. Everybody had. Oh, me. yeah. MSN was, yeah. yeah that you was had legit. that, right? Because you're, yeah. you're not that young. I know these guys probably, Rolf's probably like, what the heck's MSN? Like, is that the MSNBC? No, different. Um, but, Yeah. My Sheridan's like MySpace. Uh, Sheridan said his was sports boy underscore 25. See? That's not bad. And Sheridan, 15 years later, you're still a sports boy. You're still a sports boy. Yeah. <laughs> you're still <laughs> you a go. sports boy. Um, but anyways, I'm, I'm waiting for everybody else to pump in their email addresses, unless it's like giving away too much information. But uh, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. all right, guys. So uh, at the end of this, you're Tell going to Tell me your be... PIN numbers for all your credit cards, your numbers. We're going to send you all sorts of offers. Your mother's maiden and, name. Uh, exclusive details. Your first dog's name. Uh, no. Uh, oh, here's a good one. Oh, here's a good one. Myron's chiming okay. in. Myron, Myron of says, course Myron has a drop kicked. Like plural, like past tense. Underscore Murphy at AOL.com. Drop, <laughs> Drop kicked Murphy. That's good. That's I like that. Good. I see where you're going. That we're like shipping it. up to Boston with that one. Yeah, I, I like, like that one, Myron. <laughs> Clark, you got MySpace, Sheridan? <laughs> no, I don't have MySpace. Sorry. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> I remember High Five, uh, Friendster. There was like a Kickster or something in there. I can't remember that one. There was a something Kick was in there. Maybe it was just called Kick. Uh, but anyways, I, I remember all those. And, I, and then Facebook comes along. I'm like, oh, another one? It's just going to close down in a couple of months. <laughs> no, yeah. Here we are. They're freaking running the world. Now anyways. they're rebranding <laughs> to Meta. Yeah, Meta. Yeah, they're not. Uh, well, the app is still Facebook. But yeah. Um, anyways, we can move along here because we do want to talk about some NHL stuff. We want to talk about the World Series. As I said, the Braves are up 6 nothing before Max so rudely interrupted me and called my email address dumb. Um, I never called it dumb. 6 nothing over the Astros. In the bottom of the six, so Let's the Astros go, are Braves. The Astros are running out of time. I love it. Um, so this is a very interesting man. Time. Like again, so we talked about it. I think isn't it three game, out of the last four World Series the Astros have been in it? 
something. We talked about yeah, like four or, last five or something yeah. stupid. Anyways, but just with, again, we talked about it last week with the Blue Jays ties. Again, it feels like an eternity ago because what were we talking about? It was game one on that Tuesday night. And all of a sudden, yeah. a week later, it's game it's, six. It's they amazing. plowed through the World Series. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but uh, Who needs suspense? Just, just get it done. 100%. But again, with the Blue Jays ties, with no Ronald Acuna Jr., noted Canadian Mike Soroka, he's not there. Um, man, this team just continues to find ways. And Absolutely. they're going to find their way to a championship. For the it's record, amazing. I want them to win. I want them to win in game seven. Hot <laughs> tip, Max Freed. Good name. Good name. Uh, he great started name. on the hill tonight. You might want to say Braves. great name. Yeah, it's a southpaw too. Yep. Got a couple things yep. in common outside of, you know, a World Series possible well, World yeah. Series ring. and probably Between like the two of you, after tonight, you may have one combined World Series win. <laughs> Maybe. Um, we might. <laughs> Maybe. Top two, uh, not two. Let's have a look around the NHL because, as I mentioned earlier, there was three shutouts in the early batch of games tonight. The Coyotes lost 3 nothing to the Flyers. Uh, I don't know if Carter Hart was in net for that or not. Caught a hat. Caught a hat. Uh, the, as we talked about with Julian. Caught a hat wasn't net. Oh, good. As Coyotes we, are 0-9-1. Oh, God. Um, as Julian McKenzie mentioned earlier in our chat with him, the Canadians did beat the Red Wings 3 nothing. Uh, and the my Leafs beat the Golden Knights for nothing in a great game. Austin Matthews, two goals. Mitch Marner, goal of the year candidate. I'll say it right now. And William Nylander capped it off with the fourth goal of the night. So pretty pumped about that. Paid $10.9 million. Should probably hey. have one of those chances every night. Hey. Uh, so the Wild and the Senators are 4-4 right now in the third period. And I'm pretty sure it was 4-4 at the end of the first, if I'm not mistaken. So well, crazy game there. Hopefully took the over in that one. Yeah, seriously. The Stars and Jets talk about high-scoring games. 3-3 in the middle of the third. Or almost near the end of the third period. Your Predators, Maxwell, are up 2-1 to one on the Calgary Flames, the hottest team in the Let's NHL. Uh, Literally as, and figuratively. As dubbed by Scott Laughlin earlier today on the Rod Peterson Show, he said yeah, the Calgary the, Flames, as you mentioned, literally and figuratively, the hottest team in the NHL. And then you run into the buzzsaw Nashville Predators, and again, it just is what it is. Who scored the goals, you know? Luke Cunning. Cunning. Philip Forsberg. Your boy. Might have heard of him. Philip, he's and, on my uh, fantasy Matthew team. Kuchuk. He's on one of my fantasy or two of my fantasy teams, actually, I think. I Matthew have Philip Matty. Uh, and the Ducks, they're up one nothing early on the Devils. Ryan Getzlaff uh, grabs a goal. Good local boy. Hey? Getzlaff got the goal. Good I shout out just to picked him up in a league. Hey. Stoked. Good shout out. Good did pick. you start him? I did. Out of way. Out of way, Uh The Rangers and uh, Canucks are underway as well. Let's have a look at the uh, standings around the, the league world, now. Dude, you forgot the game of the night. What? The world beaters. It's not hasn't started yet. Oh, Sabres and Sharks. No, you didn't even mention it. Sorry. Sabres and Sharks. The Buffalo Sabres. Two five, of the hottest two teams. One. Two of the hottest starts in the league. Sabres and Sharks. Who would have thought? Sharks. Just must-see TV at 10.30 on Hulu. Logan Couture is back in this game. He was missing. A, he missed he's a game a, on the a weekend. Name. He's, he's, a, a, he's a good player. A good, good player. player. And, uh, actually, well, remember, <laughs> we had Logan Couture on the Rod Peterson show. And then, like, two weeks later was that incident that he got in oh, where he got yeah. punched on the street for that's saying right. Donald something about Donald Trump. He got punched in the street. Yeah, that's right. And then, of course... I just remember this vividly because it was just hilarious. Like, why does you this remember matter? things vividly? Yeah, I remember um, he retweeted one of our posts that because mm -hmm. of the show that he was on, he retweeted it, and then somebody went and was it was like the top of his timeline, and somebody commented and said at Rod Peterson show, "Do you regret having this guy on now?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> the guy got attacked. Why would I regret exactly. having him on? Just because he talked about politics? People aren't allowed to talk about any politics anymore. Guess not. Nope. Anyways, um, let's look at the uh, division standings." As we mentioned, it's kind of a flip-flop league right now. Uh, in the Eastern, uh, let's start there. The Metropolitan, Carolina is 8-0. 8-0. Haven't lost a game. They're, oh, here we go. Uh, Pretty sure you had them missing the playoffs in our preview show. That was a good take. That was a good take, Clark. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Mm -hmm. 
You did good there. I also think we both had the Blue Jackets in last place, and they're currently in fourth. Yeah, but uh, we're eight games into the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you all say the same thing about the Hurricanes. Then. Well, we're, that's not we're only true. Eight games hey, into the year. If you start 8-0, let's also check percentages yeah. of teams that start 8-0 to make it's the playoffs. It's interesting. Like you said, though, so they only have, what, uh, 74 games left? Is that the math? Good math. Uh, if the, even if they went 37 and 37, is that good math? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's uh, they season. would still be 45 and 37. They still have a 90 point season. They're probably still making the playoffs, even if they go 500 the rest of the way. Yeah, uh, which they won't because they're good. Uh, the Rangers uh, are up there. The Capitals, as we mentioned with uh, Julian oh, as well. The Penguins have kind of calmed down. The I was Penguins. worried about that. Take. This is one of the divisions. This is probably, if we're going to switch through all of them, this is probably the only one where all of the teams are like 500 or better. Uh, the rest, there's some real divisions. So if we want to switch over to the Atlantic, which includes there's, the Florida did Panthers. Did you say there's some real divisions? Real, no, real division <laughs> in within the division. Interdivisional <laughs> that, that, division, that if ultra, you know what I'm saying. Ultra strong today. Yeah, it's good. Uh, the Panthers, as we as we move on to the, the Atlantic Division, the Panthers again eight zero and one. They're they're coming off to a hot start. Look at that goal differential too, literally doubled. Yeah, well, four. we all know what goal and run differential really well, means when it comes to making the playoffs. Right? We're Blue, Blue Jays, Jays fans. fans. Yeah, uh, the Lightning. Uh, even again, even though that they're second, their record is it's they're almost five hundred. The teams from two to from two to seven in this division, you know, this one I guess is kind of similar, but uh, it, it's a lot of. You know, 500-ish records. The Leafs winning tonight. I guess they move up past the Red Wings tonight because they got that fifth win. Uh, again, it's early, and we'll see how that all shakes down. The Sabres are the surprise team for me, and the Canadians off to that real slow start. The Bruins, again, they've only played seven games, so it's hard to really say that they're, look, they're, at, they're in sixth, Max. They only played seven games. Uh, let's move on to the Western Conference, and I'll just roll with what Rolf puts up. Uh, whatever he puts up, we'll, uh, we'll do that one. Uh, with the West, so the Central. Let's start with your Central Division, Max. Uh, look at that. Nashville's in a playoff spot. Stop the count. Nashville's in a playoff spot. Man, Stop they the were count. One and four, <laughs> and now they're on a three-game heater, holding on strong it. against the Calgary Flames. Don't say I didn't told you so. This team is going to be competitive. Don't say I didn't told you so. This team's going to be competitive. Um, now I don't know, Max, if if you're reading this the same way I am, but they're a better team than the Colorado Avalanche, if you ask me. Uh, and then I'm going right to go back to my statement of it's very, very early. Sure. Uh, the Blues are the Why team are that I think. Why are talking about the NFL standings? I think they're shook like up more. Than nah, they're we'll get the into that with squad select. <laughs> I just like talking about, You know how I like talking about way too early hockey stuff. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, the Blues and Jets are leading the division at the hey, moment. Did they cut the Andre Kashi yet? Uh, no, not yet. I thought you wanted um, them to. No, not Ka Pierre Engvall is the guy I want them to cut. Well, two games in, you weren't sure on Andre Kasha. No, I like Kasha. Well, okay. I just didn't know how to pronounce his last name yet. Uh, that's all it was. It was the Wild. It was, it was pronounced AHL. There you go. That's that's hey, what you that's what you wanted. You're rough. No, that you're reading it. You're reading the room <laughs> wrong. Read the room, Max. I'm reading the, the Wild. I'm reading the green tea leaves wrong. Yeah, yeah. I could use some green tea. The Wild are five and three, even though they've been dealing with quite a bit of COVID issues in in Minnesota. They've had quite a bit. Zuccarello's out it's right COVID now. COVID in Minnesota. Yeah, COVID. seriously. Did you ever um, see that music video? I don't know. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I cold remember you showed Minnesota. me. Yeah, it's cold in Minnesota. Yeah. In Min no, okay, that's not good. Don't yeah. joke about that. Um, the Bad stars. Taste. Cut that, guys. Look at the stars, though, Max. I think this is an area for concern for the stars because we both had them as playoff team. I think at the beginning of the season, we had them making the playoffs, like kind of a turnaround, bounce back year because they had all these injuries last year, and their goal differential is they can't score. Are we goals. still saying that we're actually concerned when we literally just said they're eight games into the season? Hey, we can we can start <laughs> looking at trends. We can start. They've lost three in a row. I they like have Julian's They can't take. score American a goal. American Thanksgiving, man. All right, fine. Oh, fine. Boy. Well, screw. Why are we even doing the show? Let's just end the show. <laughs> no. 
Uh, let's look at the last one because Max wants to see the Pacific Division. Oh, totally. Uh, and right. then we'll just get out of it and go into squad select NFL picks. Uh, the Oilers and Flames are hot. The Sharks are hot. The Ducks are mediocre. The Golden Knights can't score a power play goal. And the rest of the teams are three and five. So let's Kings move lost on. Drew Doughty. Because Max doesn't care. So Nailed it. Let's go. Let's we'll, move on. We'll check We're gonna... back in on these <laughs> in December. Great. Moving on, guys, to uh, the NFL. Sorry for Paul trying Miller's to. Paul Miller's a Ram. Did you Sorry hear? for trying to create some hashtag content. Um, okay. Let's look at the NFL now. Again, the trade deadline uh, has we come and gone. We could do that with Tom Brady and Von Miller, you know. Could. The yeah. trade deadline has come and gone. Um, the big three trades were the two Ingrams, Melvin and Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Mark the second. Mark, yeah, he's off, he's off to back, I guess, back to back the Saints to where, where it all started back for him. Back to New Orleans. Um, and they could use some help. I, I guess Kamara is getting all the touches, but you know it never no, hurts no, to no. have. No, no, no. Mark Ingram got some touches no, on the I know. weekend. No, he, yeah. he did It some never good hurts teams. to have running back depth. Well, absolutely, and um, especially when Jameis Winston's down for the year now. Yeah, your boy Vaughn Miller to the Rams, uh, Melvin Ingram to the Chiefs, of course. Uh, Canadian, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. Doctor. Doctor Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. Put some respect on that. Has been traded from the Jets to the – sorry, no. from the Chiefs to the Jets. <laughs> uh, so he is now a New York Jet. <laughs> Along with uh, elite quarterback Joe Flacco. He's Joe also, Flacco. He's also but, man, Mike White. Yeah. Did you see that? Some dude put 1000 bucks on Mike White to lead the league in passing and to, to win 126 a grand. Well, like, yeah, just one week. Mike oh, White geez. to lead the league in passing. He threw I heard something about Mike White. I didn't know it was that. 405 yards. This guy Jeez. put down 1000 bucks and... He won 125 off of it. Myron's asking about grand. the uh, over-under, talking Decent. about betting for the show ending tonight. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how the squad select goes. Max, uh, let's get right into it. Max was 1-4 last week, and I finished another. Was it 5-0? Oh? Did I get 5-0? I don't oh? know. Did you? I think so. What does the graphic say? Uh, I don't know. Where's I think, the graphic? I think it was 5-0. Oh. Let me just double check. Uh, but I'm Max, pretty sure you lost 1-3. or three. That means 1-3? <laughs> or three? Yeah, I suck. I'm not seeing the board clearly. I'm really not. Things are just not going my way when it comes I'm not to squads. But you know what, though? Hey, they say, like the Kansas City Chiefs, adversity. Yeah, adversity I think I won all four. builds all five. champions. Because you, so, you picked the Falcons. The Panthers won. I got the Chiefs. They beat the Giants. The Seahawks stomped the Jags. Uh, the Rams stomped the Texans. And the Bills beat the Dolphins. So, yeah, I think I went 5-0. and oh. So there we go. This game's rigged, uh, this isn't, man. I'm not used to this. Um, no, you're not. Not you're used to this. Collapse under the pressure. Oh, yeah, I might. I'm a Leafs fan. Consider this a three-one series lead, Clark, because you're about to oh. lose. It. So let's get into it right now. Our battle game this week was going to be the Titans and the Rams, and you get to pick it. So save it for the last one. But you get first pick of the of the week here. So who are you going with? Well, let me just pull up the uh, actual schedule. You should have had this ready, Max. Well, I know. I suck. Show prep. Is it's it is. because Jordan started the show five minutes I know, right? Today. If you I had these extra, five extra minutes, I would have had the schedule. You would have had the schedule open. You know what? It's very what it is. minimal. Hey, accountability. You know what? Yep. Jordan, that's, that's... That's on Jordan. That's on Jordan. You're yeah. right. No no accountability. Sorry, Jordan. Okay. Don't mean to throw you under the bus. Oh, please, boy. Please don't wreck the rest of the show. <laughs> A juicy <laughs> one. Um, I think the first pick here is... is got to be simplistic don't overthink it see the board clearly see the board the buffalo bills yep. over the jacksonville jaguars count it one and oh let's go i wanted that one um the rest of the week like if there's some like in terms of matchups if there's no real like that was the one to pick i'm gonna go with the uh the raiders over the giants that's my first pick got it raiders over the giants i don't know how they're gonna react to this henry rugg stuff right but they've uh, uh the, the team itself has gone through some major adversity this year yes 
<laughs> Tell me that's true. Uh, so we'll see what they do. But I liked our chances against the Giants at least. So we'll go with that one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, boy. You're right. This is a very strange board. There's a lot of like four and four versus four and three teams. Four and three, three and fives. Like those types of matchups. Yeah, there really is. You know what? I got to go with the Eagles over the... Char- no, no, sorry. Mm. The opposite way. Pick not laid. Pick not played. The, Eagles the Chargers are over though. the Eagles. Justin Herbert's got to have a get right game here. It's it's just got to happen if they have any chance of making the playoffs. They got to take care of business against the Eagles. The Eagles are hot lately, though. No, the Eagles played the Detroit Lions. It's That's pretty fair. easy to look hot when you play the Detroit That's Lions. Fair. So we're gonna go with the Sandy. No, the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals over the 49ers here. Um, again, 49ers aren't a. They're not a bad team. Nope. But I think the, the Cardinals are are bound to bounce back after that loss to the Packers on Thursday night last week. Uh, and I think they want to prove that they're still the team that should be at the, in the top five rankings. And like mm-hmm. Darren Dupont took them out of the top five rankings because they were lost to the Packers last week. So interesting. interesting. I, uh, that's a that's a big move for dupes to do that. But hey, it is what it is. And I'm going to go with the Cardinals for to have a big bounce back week against. The you know what? I want to go here. I got to go to Thursday night football. I are think you the, are you writing these down? Yeah, I am. All right. I got this handled, man. Don't you worry. Good, got good, you. Good, good, good. Um, I got to go to Thursday night football again here, uh, mainly because I have a bit oh, of a yeah. gambling problem. Just kidding. I do it responsibly. <laughs> I make sure I do that. Yep. Um, but it's got to be the Colts for me. Uh, Carson Wentz, man, what a tough end to that game that he had. But Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman Jr., mm-hmm. uh, the Colts, again, got to have a get-right game. They let that one slip right through their fingers uh, against the Tennessee Titans over the weekend. So I, I got to go with the Colts on Thursday night against the Jets. I just don't think they're capable of stringing two together. But now that I say that, I'm sure Robert Saleh and crew will. Mike White. Mike uh, F. and White, as uh, Ty Johnson would say. Now, with Dak Prescott being questionable this week and not playing, is he on the lineup this week? Do we Again, know that Tuesday, Hashtag Tuesday, Tuesday picks, Tuesday. man. I don't know. Okay, you know what? I'm going hashtag Tuesday pick. Cowboys over the Broncos. The All Broncos right, did beat the Washington football team last week 17-10. Hey, man, Cooper Rush looks good. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if go. he's good for a number one power ranking. There yeah. you go. I'm doing Ooh, it. Cowboys, Cooper Rush or not. If Dak is in, then, yeah, that's a that's a good pick. I don't hate uh, it. That's, that's worth the wager. I don't it's worth the it. wager, as yeah. they say. We'll go with it. Your worth turn. Wager. Hey, that's good alliteration. Worth a wager. Yeah. Worth a wager, Wallace. Market. Nah, nah you nope. lost it. Sorry. Had it. Lost it. Packers over Chiefs. Uh, Devontae Adams should be back. I'm hoping he's back. Praying he's back. Um, The Chiefs look broken for some strange reason. Packers defense looks good. Uh, I know the Chiefs made uh, a couple acquisitions on defense today. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be enough to move the needle for them. Yeah, not going to tip the scales. But again, as soon as you pick against the Chiefs, they seem to find a way. But I'm confident in the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, he knows how to get it done. I will go to the... Sorry, I just I changed weeks. I'm going back and forth between nice. last week and this week because I haven't done that in the past, and it's probably going to come back to bite me. I'm going to go with the – where did it go? Uh, there it is. The Ravens over Vikings. Uh, Vikings lost mm-hmm. last week to the Cooper Rush-led Dallas Cowboys, and a guaranteed win week because every time I pick against the Vikings, they win. But I'm going to go with the Ravens. Uh, I think they have a good chance in this one. Let's go with it. I got one more still. Like, there is some no, – this you're is done. tough. No, I think I have one more. You have Raiders, Cardinals, Cowboys, Ravens, and the Titans. And you put the Titans on there. Yeah, it's over. Um, I'm really happy that you selected this as the battle game. Derek Henryless, Tennessee Titans. No, 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 no. The Adrian Peterson filled Tennessee Titans. Adrian Peterson isn't even play. He doesn't even know the playbook yet. Come on, stud. Come on, man. Just hand him the ball and watch what he does with it. 
Where's it? What's that from? Uh, like uh, the uh, like Bow Wow. Uh, like Hand Mike. me the ball. Watch what I do with it. Yeah. Give me okay. the ball and watch what I do That's with it. That's what I gotta watch again. Like Mike is a good. That was a good movie back in the day. I really liked that one. That's Hardball. Is that all? Give me the ball. Give me the rock and watch what I do with it. Like a game of Hardball. Yeah. Give me the rock and what? Give me the ball. I don't know. We're give me the ball. Movie what it's it. getting late. Uh, regardless, yeah, Rams are going to stomp right. the Titans. All right. That might be a bit of a clippable one later in the week, but we'll see. But anyways, <laughs> I'm just going to say it again for effect. The Rams, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey, a little bit of everything. And hey, you know what? They got a guy at quarterback. His name's Matt Stafford. That guy's pretty oh, good, too. Oh, I hadn't too. heard of him. Hadn't heard of him? No. Yeah. Daryl Henderson. Yeah. Uh, Sunday night football, I'm going to enjoy the Rams stomping the Tennessee Titans. Sorry, dupes. Love you, but I uh, will say they, what's they picked the right game to put on Sunday night football because at least at If Derrick Henry was teams. playing, this would actually be a fantastic matchup. Yeah, it would match be a really up. good game. Uh, but, like, he, is, he was the clear MVP to this point. I know it's a quarterback-driven award, but, like, Derrick Henry has been stupid, stupid good. I want to say I heard uh, Jonathan Vilma. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on Tim and Friends. Uh, mm-hmm. Great program, by the way. Program. He was saying that Derrick Henry's yards after contact would still put him ahead as, like, the leading rusher. Jeez. And in second place would be himself. <laughs> so, like, it, he's just Come been on. absolutely stupid. Uh. And it really hurts for my fantasy team. And I'm kind of mourning a little bit. But you know what? Hey, next man up mentality. Absolutely. So That's where we're go. going. The, re- the recap, I have picked the Raiders, Cardinals, Cowboys, Ravens, and Titans. I've been forced on the Titans, but that's fine. The Bills. Okay, Max, easy. Well, you picked it, is what I'm saying. Max, well, Max picked the Bills, picked the Chargers, game. Colts, Packers, and the Rams. Go one and four, and then maybe you can pick the battle game next week. I like it when you pick the battle game. <laughs> yeah, I no always kidding. pick the battle game. Uh, I like You're it so you nervous. Do. I could just see this. This is eh. like footsteps. So what do like, I have now? So four you got like lead? a three or four game lead I had a now? one game going into this week, one game lead. And you and I just went four. Four. So I have a five game lead now. I got a whole week of 0-5 just to Man. throw away if I want. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's ease, easy I, there, Ofer. I, know, I don't like that. That's, that's going to be your new that. nickname. If you find, okay, if you squander this five-game lead, your new nickname is now Ofer. Okay. I hear you. I As hear in you. Ofer in I squad select. Uh, Adam Schultz is giving us an update. Freddie Freeman has hit a home run. 7 nothing for the Braves. Pseudo-Canadian Freddie Freeman. Yep. Stud. Exactly. Huge uh, there you go. beauty. Uh, Jordan Blodgett says, my view from under the bus. Looks like you need some new socks. Because <laughs> remember, we threw them under the bus. Also, oh, it's November. What are you doing? Yeah, I got the sandals on still. Yeah, it's November. You meant to say shocks. <laughs> he, he typed in socks. He meant to say shocks. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's awesome. Alan Lee says, maybe some flame socks. Oh, yeah, there you go. Alan, we've already de- we've determined this. Clark, if you can handle the ridicule. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I like your position on it, though, because, you know. You've come around. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is shout out to Jason Bizek. Okay. I'm going to wear uh, my uh, Puck and Pigskin podcast hoodie. That's a great call. Hoodie. That's a I'm going to wear call. a maroon hat that doesn't have a team on it. Neutral. Team Issued. Shout yep. out to Team Issued, the company. Great, great company. Got a sponsor, though. We got to get a sponsor from those guys. That's true. Uh, what is Jesse? Jesse, you need to sponsor us. Uh, team Issued. That'd be great. And uh, just maybe these pants. Maybe You're going to wear socks? And actual I shoes. I might wear shoes. I'm going to have to walk to the game from my hotel, so I'm probably going to wear shoes. Call you Gary listen, Batman. You're such a follower. This, if, you, <laughs> if you sat in the Rod Peterson Show studio on a daily basis, that place is freaking hot, man. Like it's, I, if, I can, if I can take off shoes and, and add 5% coolness, cool down factor, cool down is yeah, what I meant to say. Just consider it like cutting weight. Just put socks on, then you sweat through your feet, and then it's like cutting weight. 
Oh, so it's you're great. saying I should like wear like a like a, I should do the garbage bag garbage thing. Bag, put the garbage bag over the feet. Over the feet. There you right. go. Yeah, because the feet are the main place 100%. I need to lose weight. That's exactly it. You got some. You got some thick. Yeah, thick big, ankles. big old you fat feet. Thick ankles there, my friend. Yeah, thanks, man. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> you can conceal those with shoes and socks. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying know. I don't have thickness Nobody either. would know. Not yeah, right, <laughs> no. How would they know? We've solved the world problem here tonight. That's right. Um, That's what we do here. Let's wrap her up. Uh, we're at just under 850, so I don't know where the over-under was tonight. But um, Third period Adam of the Flames Schultz, game. And Adam Preds Schultz says, if you buy so something go. at the Flames game, you can just give it to me after. Okay, sure. You want to Venmo me some money, as they say? Uh, That's a state's thing. I know. It's Come a state's on, thing. Man. Uh, what's the we thing? do e-transfer E-transfer here. me some money, Adam. I'll, I'll buy you something at the stadium. Uh, Myron says, Clark, are you going to wear flip-flops and no socks when it's minus 45? No. But it's not that yet. And I just didn't feel like putting shoes on yet. So, uh, And by the way, here's what I will do. Promise. Um, on Squadcast nights when we're in studio and it's winter, uh, I will bring the sandals to the studio, remove said socks and shoes, and wear sandals on the show. Just because that's, I like it. So we're going to wrap it Such up. Such a follower. We're going to wrap it up. Um, and say goodnight and thank you guys for watching <laughs> awesome show big shout out to Julian McKenzie yes shout out to Austin Philipchuk for jumping in with us as well and uh, we'll see you next week next week we don't really have it planned yet I have a bunch of ideas we got some things in the hopper though yes I, I gotta have... check my phone there might be a uh, particular message right you were you were reaching out to somebody yeah, so that'd right. be yeah. fun if that can work out that would be great and uh, we have like a list now we've started an official list of guests that we have <laughs> talked to uh, and I'm going like to add to it. you put we on that. You started it. <laughs> because I would text Max like, hey, this person. And Max is like, cool. Uh, and then we would... You're a, the guest booker, we would man. Either, I, know. I know. We would either forget about him or her. Or uh, we would forget we mentioned it. And then forget to reach out to said person. So Yeah. And then, and then things get backlogged. And yeah. it's just, you know. So we have a list. I also... Uh, just I'm um, going to say it. Joel Henderson. We got to get him in soon. I, Again, he's on, he's on your list. He's on my list. Got to check um, it twice. And tomorrow... Was he naughty? or was he nice oh he's always nice um and he's got a ton of junior hockey insight that i hashtag just wanna, mariah carey season just want to tap into um but anyways uh we will see you next week uh hopefully you guys enjoyed the night max thanks for hanging out thanks man. uh director jordan and uh engineer rolf in the back thanks for hanging out hey you know what clark no woos or anything thank nothing. you for hanging out oh thanks you Appreciate did great that. thanks to original 16 and great western brew house for uh giving us these products. They're fantastic. I always enjoy them. Uh, Robin Wildey says, can I be on your list? We should have a, a fan show at some point. We talked about that as well, We did too. talk about that. That was, that was, through the, that was in the text. Yes. Uh, Myron says, get, as get, <laughs> Max, you'll enjoy this. Myron says, get LeBlock James on the show next week. What do you think, Max? I do want to have an episode at some point soon. That's a TikTok show. And we have I don't know. Does LeBlock James want to come on and talk to me? I don't know. Yes, he will. He oh, will. Oh, will he now? Oh, he will. Oh, I'll ask him nicely. No, I For don't. some reason, Max thinks he has this massive rivalry with LeBlock James. I don't have a massive rivalry. Exactly. So stop making the jokes about it. I didn't make any jokes. He's a decent dude. Uh, yeah, well. But we, I do want to have one show where we have like two or three like big TikTok people on, and that'd be fun, I think. Um, but we will say goodnight for now. Yeah, make a video once in a while, and you'll you'll find out. You sent you literally sent me like three videos this morning on it. Yeah, but <laughs> it's a lot easier to send them than actually make them. I don't got that's that kind fair. of time in a day, man. Yeah, I made four today. I do. Th yeah, I do this thing called work. Myron <laughs> says I'm Team Max. <laughs> oh, wait, about LeBlock James? You, you have a rivalry with LeBlock too, Myron? Oh, look at that! See, he pissed off everybody. Ah, oh, boy. Now he can't come on the show. Myron, are you blocked by LeBlock? 
Because I hope you're not. He's a uh, we should dude. get Myron on the show with audio this time. Myron, do you want to call in right now? <laughs> we, our director needs to go home. Yeah, you're right. And, and you want to watch? You want to watch the end of the I baseball watch the game? You want to watch the Preds game. game? We gotta go, people. All right, bye. <laughs> see you. We will see you guys next week right here on the squad. Oh, thank you to IKS Media, Original Sixteen, Great Western Brewery, Real Hoop, Real Hoop Life is their Twitter <laughs> handle. Uh, RBI Baseball and Softball and Softball Training. I think that's everybody. Uh, Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. And Great that'll, that'll be it. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. I said that. Good night. <laughs>